I was uh, watching the news this morning. Geez, by the way, if it's a shitty show today, I apologize. I've, I've been up since 3 in the morning. I, I went to bed at 10. I was watching uh, Wednesday from the Adams Family, the Tim Burton movie. That? It's fucking great. Yeah? Uh, and the girl who's the lead is great. And you know who I got to give a shout out to as Uncle Fester? Ooh. Is, um... Uh, man, I'm so fucking tired. I can't even think straight. Fred Armisen? Yeah, Fred Armisen. Thanks, J.D. He plays Uncle Fester? Yeah, he's terrific, too. Yeah. That's great. Uncle Fester used to put a light bulb in his mouth and light up the light bulb because he had like some sort of powers, like electrical powers. But um, in this movie, he can use his hands and shoot electricity. It's pretty funny. Yeah, um, that light bulb thing was kind of like, is that your superpower? Yeah. <laughs> you can light a light bulb? <laughs> but the girl who plays Wednesday Adams is delightful. I mean, she's yeah. just, yeah, she's just, she's spooky and ooky and kooky and, and <laughs> everything kind of like, a Wednesday should be. Yeah, yeah, and she's got great posture and it's just funny when she walks in the room. Uh, <laughs> she's fabulous. I don't know her name, I don't know anything about her. I think she's 20 years old, but she's playing much younger because she's so tiny. But she's adorable and uh, does a beautiful job. Good actress. Not easy. Well, this is great. There yeah, hasn't been no. a really great Tim Burton movie in a long time. I love Tim Burton. Oh, Tim Burton's a fucking genius. He knows it. Yeah. He's a show off. I know. He's been off. showing off for some time now. Yeah. All these guys. <laughs> I can do anything. All these guys. Quentin Tarantino, Spielberg, all show off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop it. Yeah. Stop making the rest of us feel bad. Yeah. Hey, so I put on the news this morning and uh, the big story, again, I'm so out of it, but uh, I, I don't give a fuck about soccer, but I was intrigued by the international implications of Iran. You're supposed to say, if you say Iran like Iran, evidently, you know, they'll come after you with what a fatwa or whatever Well, that call guy it. sounded so angry. Yeah, like the um, guy, his life was on the line if he got Iran wrong again. Yeah, it somehow became political because the United States was playing Iran. And one of the Iranian guys was being interviewed and he was like uh, anti-American, no, American right? Guy, uh, the American guy was being interviewed and the reporter was an Iranian state oh. reporter. And he, he busted the Americans' balls like politically, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. What did he ask him that was so bad? He asked first, he said, you know, he he coached him on saying Iran. Okay. And said, let's do once and for all, let's get that right. You know, like, stop it now. And yeah, fuck you. I would have said, right. fuck you. Yeah. I know. I always wonder why people don't know what to say at a time like this. And then he said, how fuck can you. you play and represent the United States when there's so much discrimination in your country? And then I would have said, well, I'll tell you how. Um, and first, let's point out what's going on in your uh, neck of the woods. Women can't drive cars. Women women get raped and they can't even fucking file a complaint against you maniacs. A woman died maniacs. in police custody because her scarf was askew. Yeah. So don't worry. I'll take America over your shithole country any fucking day. And by, I by said, the way, uh, look, nobody's running to your great country and trying to sneak in because yeah. it's so beautiful to live there. 
Yeah, unless you happen to enjoy being getting stoned or beheaded <laughs> on a regular basis for opening your mouth against the government. That's how I live in America. Fucking hate them. When you're feeling under the weather, Houston Methodist offers quick access to high-quality care so you can feel better now. Whether you're suffering from the flu, a skin rash, or even pink eye, we're here for you with a variety of convenient options, including same-day appointments available virtually or in person. Learn more or schedule online today at HoustonMethodist.org slash care dash options. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Season Pass from TXU Energy is back and is letting you save 50% on your energy charges all winter and summer. Actually, Season Pass never left. Big fan of savings, I take it. Who wouldn't be? My parents saved $450 last year with Season Pass. Half off for half the year really adds up. Cold or hot, you save a lot. You're like an expert energy saver. I prefer Season Pass Professional. Love the sound of that. TXU Energy. Energy for everything. Tap the banner now to learn more. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for 2 Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, can we talk? The holidays are coming up fast. Are you ready? Zales has thousands of great gifts, like diamonds. You know that's what she wants, right? I booked an appointment with a jewelry expert who helped me find the perfect gift for her. And you can too. You could even shop your local store online and pick it up the same day. Zales makes it easy. Expert gifting advice. Jewelry she's going to love. Buy online and get it today. What more could you ask for? Give the gift of shine at Zales, the diamond store. Limitations apply. Visit zales.com slash TV for details. Bite the whole world. And yeah, I guess we will let people drink beer. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, you can't drink beer. So all these soccer players and soccer fans who love to drink beer are sitting there dry in that stadium trying to enjoy their game. Well, I feel bad for the Iranian people because some of the Iranians were actually celebrating their country's loss because they didn't think Iran deserved a win with human rights turmoil that goes on there. And I, I understand how they feel. Uh, by the way, I should mention, uh, full disclosure, Fred, our own Fred, is spending the holidays in Iran. That's where he goes to vacation. Iran. He loves it. Yeah, he's he a big Iran guy. Iran. And, then, and, then he, and then he doubles back to Qatar and then comes back to the United States. <laughs> Iran. <laughs> He likes guitar because it rhymes with guitar and he's a guitar player. He thought it was about but, the guitar. Um, okay. But anyway, I did wake up to everyone crowing how the United States won this uh, soccer match. So I say, hey, yeah, like, it was right like on. we won a big battle. Good. Hey, you know what? All our wars should be like that. The big <laughs> soccer match and everyone could cheer. Uh, so congratulations to that team. I'm glad they won. Uh, because those guys needed a good fucking over, and uh, good for you. The other big thing everyone's still uh, talking about, and rightly so, is the ex-president of the United States meeting with that, uh, I don't know what it, whether he's a Nazi, white supremacist, I don't know exactly what he is, but uh, he was a fringe guy. I never heard of this guy, Nick Fuentes, until um, Kanye West, another anti-Semite, uh, was hanging out at Mar-a-Lago with the ex-president of the United States. What a disgrace. Look at what's bringing um, people together. I mean, how yeah. dumb. 
Uh, anyway, so I, 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 the guys put this together for me to give me an education on Dick Fuentes. I mean, Nick Fuentes. And uh, the guy sounds uh, really kind of... You could call him Dick. He's a dick. I know. <laughs> they, uh, anyway, he... Um, Here's a couple of things he said. Racist, sexist, anti-democracy. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know anything about him. He's a friend of the former president. That's all I know. (laughs) But the, the, the montage they put together sounds awfully confusing. I'm I'm illiberal. I don't believe in democracy. I don't support women's rights. I don't support LGBT rights. And women are out there naked and they're killing babies and they're getting to be 300 pounds and they get in your face and we can't do anything about it. You can't hit these people. I said, what happened to the good old days a thousand years ago when people like this, they would dunk them in the river or burn them alive? I want Catholics to run this country, not Jews. I've heard enough about this Holocaust. I've heard enough about it. How about we hear about the generosity of America that brought you here? We hear Holocaust museums. How about some gratitude museums? I will say, hey, black people are violent. And then they'll go, I bet you wouldn't say that in front of a black person. Oh, really? Why is that? Because they would, uh, you know, they read me their dissertation from Harvard about why that's not true or why? Because they would hit me. Trump told me he liked me. Could Dude, Trump was like, I like you. He's boy, I was like, he said, this guy's smart. Where did you find this guy? Yeah, that's the most telling thing. I mean, and then... Then I'm, then they play me the tape of this guy talking about sexuality. I guess some people accuse him of being gay because he sounds sort of feminine. I, uh, I don't know whether he's gay or straight, but he's, he's got some weird views on that shit too. What people call me gay because I've never had a girlfriend. I think if anything, if anything, it makes me less gay. All these gay people are coming out and saying, I've had more girlfriends than Nick. I've, I've had sex with more girls than Nick. That actually makes me really more heterosexual than anybody dating women is gay having sex with women is gay and having sex with men is gay and then you know it's really it's all gay and if you want to know the truth the only really straight heterosexual position is to be an asexual incel having sex in itself is gay i think like what's gayer than being like i need cuddles i need kisses oh i need i need the I need to spend time with a woman. That's a little sus. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Oh, I've never, wow. never heard that argument before. That's original. No. <laughs> well, what he's saying is, is uh, not, and this is the problem with the whole fucking psyche, the male psyche especially. Anytime you ask for any type of tenderness or compassion, that's quote-unquote gay. If you need a woman to kiss or cuddle with, you're gay. I mean, that is such a strong defense mechanism. God knows what happened to this guy in his life to, to, to think that needing another human being to cuddle you is gay. But Jesus Christ, what well, happened to you this know, guy? The whole this- idea that he never tried, like I've never had a girlfriend. What's going on? Try it, bro. It ain't that gay. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It is fucking fantastic. But, uh, dude, I don't know. Pussy is but awesome. Pussy is the greatest. You bet, my man. Pussy is awesome. Pussy is and, awesome. And, I'm sorry. I'm just wondering who he hangs out with. Are there a bunch of guys with his feelings? No. You'd have a hard <laughs> time finding a bunch of guys with that. He's 
doesn't have a support group. <laughs> Having sex with women is gay. And quite frankly, I can't imagine Donald, I mean, Donald Trump probably went, what? You know, I mean, I don't know what these two dudes were talking about. In fact, on our phone, I want to speak to President Trump right now. Let me see if I can, if he's on there. He wants to defend himself a bit. Mr. President, how are you? Good morning, Howard. How are you? I know you're on vacation, Mr. President. Uh, Absolutely. No one vacations the way I vacation. I work while I vacate, so it's tremendous. I was well, going to say, how do you tell when you're on vacation? Don't you sort of do nothing now? <laughs> pretty much. I either golf or I do interviews, so I can't tell half the time. Well, I uh, I just want to question you on some of this. Uh, can you can you give us a general statement or explain uh, how you have? I mean, go ahead. Howard, I appreciate this opportunity to uh, give you a statement on this because, you know, a lot of people are getting this all wrong. All right, first, I do not endorse white super racist, white supremacist, even though some of them are great and they love me. They really love me and I love them. So that's all I really need to say about this. So I don't endorse them, but I love them because they love me. And I love people who love me. People who don't love me, I don't love them. Well, uh, I know that about you, but uh, it seems to me that, uh, well, this whole thing with the Jews and you've got a Jewish, uh, you know, you got a son-in-law who's Jewish, you got grandchildren, you know, you know what, what's going on? You see, you see, this is how it's all being framed. This is how unfairly the Jews, I mean, the media treat me. Only I could have dinner with a black guy and a Mexican guy and get called a racist. You know, I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to help people, Howard. Now, you have claimed that you did not know who Nick Fuentes was. I, I had no idea. I had no idea. I mean, Kanye brought three white friends. And I thought, that's okay. That's okay. If they'd been black, that would have been a different story. But he brought three white friends. And I and then, you know, when I hear Fuentes, I don't think white nationalists. You know, I might think of Daisy Fuentes or something like that. But I have to be honest, until dessert, before I was before I, I thought the guy was the busboy. He looks like he's 12 years old, I have to tell you. So uh, I guess I guess what you're saying is you were just confused, you know. Uh, no, 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 I'm never confused. I'm never confused, Howard. I'm always um, I always know exactly what I'm doing. I just didn't know who he was. Sometimes people join me at dinner. I have no idea who they are. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So you're not. Uh, <laughs> do you are you in, you're not endorsing white supremacy, are you? Absolutely not. I would never do anything like that. You know, unless they, you know, if they're nice people, though. They're nice people. There's good people all on right, both sides. Right, I've always all said right, All right. I've always said But uh, what about, you know, this sounds crazy, but, uh, like, what do you talk about? I mean, what do you eat? What is going what on? What do you have in common there? with a guy who doesn't like women? Well, I have to tell well, that was weird. That was weird. That was a little strange. <laughs> That was a little, you love he pussy, lost me right? on that one. But when he you came love back to pussy. how tremendous I was, I was right back there with him. But you would not believe how this Fuentes guy eats. I mean, I know they're not a clean people, but still, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right, that takes right, care right. of my guests. You know this. You know, we had ice cream. I had two scoops. They got one. But I did share my rainbow sprinkles because I'm trying to bring people together. I'm trying to bring them together. But I have to tell you this about Kanye. About Kanye. You know, he always talks about how much money he has. How he raps about all the money, all this money, all these deals. But when the check comes out, he shuts up. He shuts up. No wallet. Now I know how to shut him up. I'll just bring out the check. I'll bring out the check. Uh, you know, I graciously insisted Nick cover the bill, but I let him use Avunka's employee discount.
Well, it sounds to me like a lot of confusion, but I'm glad you called in. Now, I got to say, I'm playing a tape here. The guy says sex with women is gay. I, I hope you refute that. I, I would totally refute that. He loses me when he gets into that stuff. Sex with women is gay, and then sex with men is gay. That one's a little confusing. That one's a little confusing. But <laughs> even you're confused. Fed, even I'm confused <laughs> on that one, I have to tell you. It's a, it's a slippery slope, a slippery slope. But I want you to know, Howard, I love the Jewish people. I love the Jewish people. They're great people, fantastic people, so so crafty and so good with money, so good with money. And you know they love me. You know they love me. I'm the one who moves the embassy from from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Tel Aviv to and that's why right. they love me. You know they think yeah. my name. You know they think my name, Donald J. Trump, is actually Donald Jewish Trump, but it's not. It's genius, and you know that. Oh, Jay is Jay for genius. For genius. <laughs> I, I never thought of that before. You're right. Jay You're right. Jay is for genius. Amazing. Hey, um, now, now, uh, what you've said here, you swear, is 100 percent true. And uh, if Kanye says anything uh, that uh, conflicts with what you've said here, because uh, I'm going to have to interview him. I want to see if your stories match up. Well, let me say this before you interview him, okay? All right, we're on the back patio. For all of the members to see, nothing to hide. Dinner was tremendous. Very unfre very uneventful evening. And then they left to go back to the airport. If he says anything, if he calls you and says something nasty about me, just remember that he's crazy. He's a lunatic. He's not well. He's disturbed. He's unhinged, all right? Unless he agrees <laughs> with me, then he's a total genius just like me. All right. Well, listen, I'll let you get back to vacation and making phone calls and doing interviews, okay? I, would like, I just want to say one more thing. During our dinner, Kanye expressed no anti-Semitism during dinner, okay? During I want dinner. you to know that. Okay. I want to be All very right. clear about that. And Nick Fuentes, this guy, you know, they say he's an anti-Semite, but he knows a lot about the Holocaust, just so you know. you know. He didn't deny it, by the way. He said the numbers don't pencil out, but he didn't deny it. I see. All right. So you're, you're going on record with that. Got you. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I hope this hey, clears uh, this whole thing up. And I don't agree with Nick on the gay sex with women, because I don't even think that's possible. Is it? Is that possible? I don't think so. Right. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, I appreciate you at least responding to my um, my request for an interview. Thank you. Absolutely. And don't believe a word Kanye says unless he agrees with me. Other than okay. that, have a fantastic day. Oh. All, right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, Goodbye. there he is. There's your boyfriend, Donald Trump. So there you go. That's right, Robin. Um, he was making a lot of sense this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a crazy clip, huh? Sex with women is gay. That, wow. It was wild. It was like everything's gay. Oh, Nick Fuentes is on the phone. Hey, what do you want to say? Enjoy being a joy <laughs> being a I enjoy. Are you saying sex with women is gay? Haven't you noticed? Suddenly <laughs> I'm bright and breezy. All right. If you're just going to sing, I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> Mel Gibson is on the phone. He wants to make a statement. Yes, Mr. Oh. Gibson. I love this Quintus guy. It's like a son I never had. I'll All right. How did
did Mel miss that dinner? He should have been there, too. <laughs> yeah. Another genius. J is for genius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, where was I? Yeah. So I'm kind of beat this morning. I got up, watched the news since like 3 o'clock in the morning, went to bed at 10 o'clock at night. So if the show suffers, what can I tell you? I do the best to get a good night's sleep, but uh, you know how it is, Robin. You know how it is. Some nights you just can't sleep. And you do need a good night's sleep to do this show. Yes, you do. Uh, that's what we always say. I do want to also mention um, Will Smith was on the Trevor Noah Daily, Daily Show. show. Kind of uh, asking people, not kind of, asking people to watch his new movie, but he says he understands if uh, if you don't want to watch his movie because he slapped Chris Rock. And then I guess they talked about the big slap, but he basically what Will Smith said, he was going through a lot of shit that day. And I'm like, what kind of shit? Like winning an Oscar? What kind of shit was he going through? But I don't know. He No one asked him, uh, what kind of shit were you going through? He didn't want to answer what kind of shit it was. I guess Could have been a hangnail. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> yeah, never that's know. what I mean. I'll tell you what. I go through shit every day. I've never punched anyone or smacked <laughs> him in the head. is everyone going through shit? Yeah, this is what he was saying. Uh, he goes, he was going through some... It's kind of boring, actually. First of all, what has the journey been like since that day? Like... Because we, we, everyone speculates. Everyone yeah, just yeah, sees yeah, it and yeah. goes, I think this, I think that, I think mm -hmm. this, I think that. What has it been like for you? Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was a horrific night, uh, a, as you can imagine. Yeah, for Chris Rock. Um, you know, there's many nuances and, and complexities to it, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I just, I lost it, you know. And... I guess what I would say, you just never know what somebody's going through. You know, mm -hmm. you know, in the, in the audience right now, you know, you're sitting next to uh, strangers, you know, and somebody's mother died last week, you know, um, somebody's child is sick, you know, um, somebody just lost their job. Somebody just found out their spouse cheated. You know, there's, it's like there's all these things and these, there's strangers and you just don't know what's going on with people, you know. And there's, I was going through something that night, you know. What? And, what? What, what were you going through? Uh, not yeah, that no, that, you know, you know no, justifies know. my behavior yeah, at all. I don't I know any just of say, that. You know, you're asking what did I learn? And it's that... Um, we just got to be nice to each other, man. You know, it's like... No, what you learned is I have to be nice to other people, not he, we. He it's was hard. having a terrible night, Howard. Uh, he won an Oscar. Right. That's a bad night. <laughs> anyway, so that was the statement. And uh, Anyway, I was a little dissatisfied with the interview, so I put in a request for Will Smith to uh, come on the show and talk with us. And I couldn't get him. I couldn't get him to come on. Will Smith no? won't come on. But I did put in a request for Will Smith audiobook. Ah. Uh, and he was available. He was available? Okay. And yeah, willing just, to answer any question? Anything I ask. Now, this will be my exclusive <laughs> interview to air on HBO Minimum uh, very, very soon. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, a Howard Stern exclusive. Uh, thank you for joining us, Will Smith Audiobook. Um, yeah. uh, thank you for taking some time t- to think about what went down at the Oscars. And, uh, and I know you want to make a statement before I ask a question. So, uh, hi, Will Smith Audiobook. Go ahead. Hey, Howard, I would like to say one more time that I am so sorry. Looking back, I realize I've been way too uptight and I need to laugh more. I just want to show you that I have changed. And I would like to tell some jokes about my wife, Jada Pinkett. <laughs> well, you want to know something? I like what you're saying. In other words, you beat up Chris Rock because he made a joke about your wife. And I guess you've worked on yourself. And yes. now you're here to say that you have a sense of humor about this. So thank you for doing this. Go ahead with your jokes. My wife is so bald. How bald is she? She is so bald that pool players keep trying to hit her head into the corner pocket. Ooh, shit. Oh, boy. Wow. Now, <laughs> I mean, I want to say something right now. Uh, yes. This shows tremendous maturity that you're making front of uh, Jada here on my show, Will Smith Audiobook. Would you mind making more fun of her? Yes. My wife is so bald. How bald is she? She is so bald. On Easter, we painted her head like an Easter egg and told her to hide in a backyard. Ooh. <laughs> well, that's brutal. I, listen. Uh, Do you run these by Jada before you say them? <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, I'm, uh, you got any more jokes? I'm telling you, my wife is so bald. How bald is she? She is so bald. Forget G.I. Jane. Jada's going to be the next Uncle Fester. Oh, shit, yo, you heard what he said. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I think it's great to hear from you, Will, and uh, thank you for calling. All is forgiven Thanks. now. All is I forgiven. got one more joke for you. Uh, my one wife more joke. Is so... Oh, no. Jada Pinkett Smith's audio book is here, and she looks pissed. <laughs> Babe, it's a joke. It's fine. Right. Are you done? Because we we're going to stop we're right gonna now. We're going to stop right now. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, we're done. Stop it. And that's for damn sure. Not that fucking hard. Please help me, Howard. Ooh, baby. Or Robin. I need a tissue. You need a tissue? Yeah. Okay. Ow, ow, ow. I love you. Ow, <laughs> ow, ow. Will ow, and Jada ow, Pinkett ow, Smith, ow, our uh, audiobooks, ow, are fighting. Maybe you shouldn't have been. It looks like, sounds ow. like Jada's winning. Jada's yeah. smacking you around. Ow, what is going ow, on? Ow. Yes. Ow, ow. All right, all right. Ow. Well, I'll let you go. Thank you for calling in. And, and thank yes. I mean, thank you for walking in. Thank you, Jada, whatever. Yes. That's going to leave a mark. Well, that was Will Smith audiobook. We couldn't get the real Will Smith. So we got him. I, I couldn't believe that Jada Pinkett Smith audiobook walked in while all that was going on. A lot of production went into that. <laughs> A lot of production. What can I tell you? Um, yeah. So I didn't buy the uh, Trevor Noah apology. It sounded too rehearsed to me. Yeah. Well, look, I'm I'm with you. I didn't know what the fuck it was. I I guess 
He should have said the truth. The truth is, hey, man, uh, I didn't like what he was saying about my wife. And actually, actually, I did like what he was saying about my wife. And then she shot me a look and I felt like I had to do something or else she would have kicked my ass when we got home. <laughs> like that maybe is the real reason. I, Because I remember watching the Oscars and, I, and this is the last word I have to say about it. He was laughing and then she he shot him a look. He had a big smile on his face yeah. and then he, and he was looked like, over. Because he knew what was going through his head right there. He goes, oh, shit. Now she's going to accuse me of sitting there laughing at this shit when yeah, we get I'm home. Yeah, not on her side. <laughs> so I'd rather be, I'd rather have Chris Rock in America be mad at me than my wife. Because I got to live with my wife. I don't have to live with America and Chris Rock. Uh-oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the world is fucked up, man. That's why I hide in my house. People think it's germ phobia. No, it's people phobia. <laughs> the people Insanity. are the germs. <laughs> people are germs you're absolutely right danny you're on the air in washington dc what's up howard my dude whoa 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 howard i listened to the um bruce springsteen whoa I listened to the Bruce Springsteen interview, uh, but I didn't see it until last night. Man, you looked fine, bro. Nah, I, I mean, not that I was ever a beauty, but I've really hit a hard wall. I took a good look at myself this morning. Oh, and, you look uh, fine. Stop it. In fact, I'm wearing an outfit that completely hides me. I have on my big, my big scarf and my jacket. This is what I should have <laughs> worn for the Bruce Springsteen uh, interview, Robin. You think this would have been better? I know it would have been better. You know it would be better because uh, you're looking at me now and you're agreeing. I can see it in your eyes. And it's the truth. There's a certain look I can pull together where I look better. Mm -hmm. And um, you know what's the saddest part of not looking good and getting older? I think I still look young. And then I see a picture of myself or a, a mirror. You know, I walk by a mirror or let's say a window. <laughs> And I go, I go, oh, my God, I don't look good. But Do you although, recognize yourself right away? No! Because you sometimes know, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I know. You, I remember you last week you told me you called the police. You thought you were having a home invasion <laughs> and it was in you. House, yeah. yeah, no, you look good. I, I, um, you know what I thought? I was walking by the window, the window the other day and I, and I live in a pretty rural area. So I, uh, I thought I saw a scarecrow. Uh, you know, to scare away the birds in my my neighbor's yard, but I realized it was me. But uh, I should sell scarecrows that look like me. I, I scare birds. You should see. Whenever I go near them, they run. But uh, I, I, now in all seriousness, I could have done a better job of dressing myself for the Springsteen interview. I was what I was thinking was. I will look like a man of the people in front of Bruce because Bruce is a man of the people. So I wore. Mm -hmm. Uh, a light sweater with a hoodie, like the kids. You wear. dress down, is what you're saying. Yeah, you decide. Yeah, I didn't to want dress down. I didn't want Bruce to see me with all the scarves and hiding behind the big <laughs> leather yes, jacket. No, that, that's it, what I was thinking. You, no. you, you didn't look bad. I, I promise you. I, I'm well, sure. Thank you. I'm, I'm one of a lot of people who would agree that you, you're fine. And I hate to give Ralph credit if he fucking dressed you, but it was fine. Bruce okay. didn't dress up. Bruce, Bruce wasn't wearing a scarf, Howard. No, that's what I mean. Bruce looked great. Bruce was wearing like a T-shirt. Yeah. And the dude, for a guy in his 70s, he got nice muscular arms. 
muscular. And, uh, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy looked fucking all. He's got a he nice. He certainly neck. does not look like a seventy-something-year-old man. No, he didn't have any of that turkey skin hanging from his neck. He looked but, happy. Uh, he looked happy. He looked, he looked happy, relaxed. Yes, round, yeah. fresh. Muscular. I mean, it's like a rock. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it uh, uh, like like uh, trying to kiss the guy's ass. It was. He was. He was just. He looked handsome. And much younger than his years. And, I think it's uh, all the performance, you know, his performing, you know, body emotion stays in motion, Howard. Yeah, I don't, I'm not in motion at all. I, <laughs> yesterday, I, yesterday, my plan uh, was I was going to take my walk with my wife, which I did. But uh, the other part of my plan on days that I don't pump iron, I do the Peloton exercises. You know, on the bike, and and yes. uh, yesterday I just had to blow it off. I had work to do. I had fo- I get home immediately. I was on the phone with a lawyer about my father's, you know, belongings and stuff, and getting my mother in order. And then I had homework to do for our radio show. I had um, I don't know. It was one thing after another, and I said I'm not getting on that peloton, and I should have, but I didn't. And when would you have done that? I mean, you were. I didn't have time. <laughs> I don't know. And then, you know, I, I, after dinner, I sit with my wife and the cats for a few minutes. Yeah. But I even I, I had to get in the shower. I had to wash my hair so that I, you know, I get the proper look on the air today. It was a lot, you know. Hey, Howard, who's your, who's your gym guy? My buddy, Pat. I know him, Pat, Pat. for uh, since Pat I, right yeah. after right after private parts. When I did my movie, I said, I got to hit a gym. What the fuck is wrong with me? I look like a monster. So I went to the gym, and this guy, Pat, gave me one of the greatest gifts I've ever gotten in my life. I never was a runner. He said, come on, you're going to come run with me. And it, it felt very fatherly. Quite, He's a younger man than me, but it felt fatherly. Like my father never said, come on, let's go do something together. And when he said to me, let's go run, you know, I put on my sneakers, and I went outside. And uh, we started to run, and I wasn't very fast, and I wasn't very good at it. You know, you got to build up endurance. But we started to run together, and then one day it was pouring rain. And I go, well, guess we're not running. He goes, yeah, we are. That's how he talked. <laughs> yes, we are. And I go, uh, yeah, he's a real man. Um, there, there's a guy who doesn't think fucking girls is gay. Yeah, I mean, no, uh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he... Uh, he says, now we're going to go run in the rain. I go, I can't run in the rain. And my mother always said, you can't go outside. It's raining. You'll get a cold. You'll get sick. He goes, that's <laughs> nonsense. And we went outside, and it was pouring. And we ran in the rain. And I remember feeling this sense of liberation that I was throwing away the old wives' tales my mother filled me with, the that's fear, right. the anxiety. And suddenly I'm running in the rain. It's like a little baby reborn. And I, I, I remember thinking, boy, this guy's pretty fucking great. This guy, Pat, he got me to run in the rain. And so I loved him so much when my parents were getting old. I said to my mom and dad, I said, you should join the gym and Pat will help you. That was the biggest mistake I ever made in my life, sharing Pat with my parents. Really? Because, well, they showed up. And one day Pat and I are suiting up to go for a run. Where are you two going? I went, what? <laughs> I go, I went, oh no, what did I do? It's raining outside. 
Now I got Pat on one shoulder and my mother on the other shoulder. And I go, Mom, I like to run in the rain. You like to run in the rain? You're going to get sick. You'll lose your voice. You got work and responsibilities. That Pat, he doesn't have any responsibilities. I said, what do you mean Pat doesn't have any responsibilities? He's got a family. He's got to come to work. Believe me, he has other trainers. You you can't run and Pat's trying to kill you. I said, listen, Mom. <laughs> I said, I'm going running in the ring. Mind you, I was like, you know, 45 years old. I'm arguing with my mother in the middle of a gym. Fuck, yeah, unbelievable. But I, I went with Pat that day, and I ran in the rain. Oh, the scowl Even I got. Even after your mother said That's no. That's right. That's oh, wow. right, Robbie. Wait, that's I'm a, major progress. I know. You want to have sex with me? Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realize how masculine I am. But, uh, yeah, I did, but... Um, no, Pat, I know. Why do you ask? I know Pat well, for I years. Ask, I ask because, been... you know, you're, you're worried about your, uh, you know, your slouching and all that stuff. And, of course, you're tall and everything that goes along with that. But has he introduced a foam roller to you? To oh, yeah. You? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Of okay. course. No, he does. Pat does all the right things. He's an excellent yeah. man, an excellent trainer. He's dealing with a neurotic. He's also dealing with a guy who's older now. When I was younger, I used to do everything Pat said. Now I'm, you know, now I'm like, oh, Pat, everything hurts. But he, you know what he does? <laughs> He's smart. He knows if he pushes me too hard, I'll, I won't be able to do it. I That's won't right. recover. Well, he, you know, he knows. I believe he is the best trainer around. That's my opinion. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Does Thank he, you, has Andy. he figured out a workaround? Yes. So, okay, we're not going to do that, Howard. We're going to do this. Yes. That's what he's beautiful at. <laughs> I go, Pat, I can't do anything. He goes, I got something you can do. Like, literally. <laughs> firm, but fair. While we're mentioning friends of ours, I'm going to mention my dear friend and your doctor and my doctor. Dr. Agus got a new book. He didn't ask really? me for a plug. He, he didn't, didn't tell me. me about his new book. Yeah. I don't know. He's been What's a little distant from me. Really? He didn't tell me anything. Here, Howard and Beth. Let me see. There's a note from. Oh, a note from Doctor. I didn't see. You this. Did, You just. You just found a note. Yeah. Oh, he said I just finished this book. Blah blah blah. Warmly, um, and it's called Animal Secrets. And what it is, he studied animals for years. I'm going to read it. Beth's been reading it. I haven't started it yet. Uh, you can we, learn so much just by observing animals. It's really well, amazing. I turned to one page. It said, monkeys don't get cancer. Listen to right. this. I go, why is that? Well, I haven't read the part why it is. Yeah, but, you don't know the answer yet. <laughs> but if I could live like a monkey, I would. I don't even know. Let's I'll, go study them. How are, what are they doing? Well, I ate like five bananas yesterday and climbed a tree. <laughs> I do, I'm doing whatever they do. I want to stay alive. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, good for him. Uh, the Book of Animal Secrets. All right. I like that Agus. title. Yeah. That's my man. Saved my life. They told me I had cancer and it turned out I was just eating too much fish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at this. Dr. Agus will have his own TV series on Paramount Plus. Oh, Mo, he's becoming a big star. Wow. Discussing he's mental health. He's a TV doctor now. Announced guests are Ashton Kutcher, Amy Schumer, Nick Cannon. Also featured Oprah Winfrey. Wow. Amy Schumer is doing everything. I was watching something with Hillary and uh, 
her daughter yeah. earlier today from CBS. And Hillary has written and her daughter have written this book called Gutsy Women. And they're doing a series using yeah. that as the title. And Amy Schumer was one of the people they interviewed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I don't know. The way Dr. Agus is going, I, I believe he'll be dating Emily Ratajkowski soon. I, I mean, No, he's, he's a, a big beautiful th- wife and I he's see. in love. You don't, so okay. stop that. <laughs> what if we see him in a threesome with Pete Davidson and Emily Ratajkowski? Because of, that would be yeah. odd. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, great guy. And uh, then my other boy made, put out a book, too. Drew Friedman. Um, the artist that I know, he, he did all the artwork in some of my early books, my first two books. Uh-huh. And he put out a book of comic books. It's strange. Underground comic book heroes. He did portraits of them all and then uh, writes a little text about them. It was a good book. You know, I love his art. Underground comic book heroes. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew anybody cared? <laughs> but people do. Um, what else? So those are some free plugs. There you go. For people. And, uh, yeah, let me say hi. Uh, I shouldn't pick this up. This is Bobo, everybody, but. What, what are you, you know, you shouldn't pick I, up Bobo? Uh, because I love, Bo- you know, I don't hate Bobo. I love Bobo. People go, oh, you make fun of Bobo, but I, I really do try to teach him, you know, how to, like, he wants to be a guy who calls in with good questions. And I know what he's going to talk. Uh, here, I'll let, I'll explain. Bobo, go ahead. This is so silly. Go ahead, Bobo. Yeah, how you doing there, Howard? I just want to speak about something today that I've been going through. It started back in March, and I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, and I just want to get the word out to everybody to get the PSA uh, check. Like, you always talk about it, you know, people... So, do you remember when... Robin, do you remember when... Now, I got this information uh, off air, and I was like, oh, no. Bobo has prostate cancer. It's terrible. Then the guys go, don't. He go, remember, he said he was running around wearing a 9-11 jacket after the horrible yeah. World Trade Center thing. And then it turned out he was saying, you know, his brother died on 9-11. It turned out his brother died on 9-12. And it turned out his not brother wasn't anywhere. Not even in New York. Yeah. yeah his, brother wasn't, his brother wasn't <laughs> in, at the World Trade Center. But Bobo <laughs> thinks the stress of 9-11 made his brother die. So it, it, this prostate cancer story is going around with now evidently is one of those kind gary explain what this is and i was gonna tell bobo don't call he, in he just said he had prostate cancer he doesn't have prostate fact, cancer. i have everything documented how it's, it's really because but gary's telling me a whole different story about this bobo and if gary, i'm wrong i'll apologize because gary think, says go ahead gary i think jason should jump on with this too because he's got a lot of the intel but Bobo, did you ever have any, what kind of treatment did you have for this prostate cancer? Did you go okay. in for radiation or anything like that? This is what happened, Gary. My numbers spiked up. It started like a 3.5 T6, then it went to 4.03. So they gave me a test, okay? And this is back in February. I went through this test, and they said that you have prostate cancer, all right? I had to go for a biopsy. The biopsy is the one that showed I had cancer, okay? They took... 12 samples, and out of the uh, 12 samples, three of those were cancerous. But it's on a Gleason scale of six, meaning it's the lowest form. They're not going to treat anything yet 
but I have to go every three months and get my blood work and hope that it doesn't spike up. If it does, I have to get radiation. So I just have my blood work now. Uh, last week, uh, I'm going to the doctor next You guys week. are telling me that Bobo really... This is the real deal. No I don't know. They're telling me that while your numbers were up, they didn't treat it, that they're saying you don't have prostate cancer, and that no, you're going I around telling everyone you do have it. Because no, I know I guys who have prostate cancer, and they they get treatment. You know what I'm saying, Radiation. Bobo? They get they either get radiation, they get their prostate removed, or a hunk right. of their prostate removed, uh, or chemotherapy. You guys, and you'll see for yourself. It's right there in black and white. And so I'll tell you, Blit, what do you know about this? So Bobo called me, and he it was really frightening. He's like, I got prostate cancer. I, I don't know what to do. I think I, I'm dying. I go get checked in. I'm like, so do you need to have radiation or chemotherapy? He's like, no, no, no. They just took out the polyps, and... uh they checked one, and it, there was a little cancer, but they removed it, and now they just need to check it every year, every few months to make sure his levels are okay. So exactly. it's confusing to me, you know? And I was going to say to Bobo, don't call in on the air and say you have prostate I Listen, I have a friend who just went through this. The guy can't even get a heart on anymore. Right. Uh, ben Stiller came in here. He really had it. He had to have, uh, I think he had chemotherapy, if I remember his story that he talked about with us on the air. Um, you know, no, Bobo, it sounds to, it. yeah, but Bobo, it sounds to me that you didn't have any treatment. And it sounds like in the biopsy, they removed the cancer. Robin, <laughs> yeah. It was so little. You were a nurse, Robin, I'm, you were a nurse, right? When you get, you get uh, diagnosed with this and they put it uh, with what they call a Gleason scale of six. It means it's Jack, very Jack low. Gleason? And so what? Saying, so so so, so, so Blit, what happened? So Bobo told you this, and then what did you say to him? I, well, I said okay. I mean, because it didn't sound like anything was really happening. So I was like, "This is horrible." He's like, "I want to make an announcement on the show that he's suffering with this. I don't cancer. That's not really cancer." So I I was like, I recorded him making an announcement about the announcement he wanted to make, and yeah, now Bobo. he's making the announcement. Bobo, uh, stay with me on this. In other words, <laughs> I like I went to my dermatologist and I had one of those moles that they yes. say is cancerous. And the guy removed the mole. And uh but I didn't I didn't say I had cancer. I mean, I guess technically I could have. But I mean, but it, it was a cancerous cell and they removed it. Right. And I got to get it checked. In fact, I got to go get it checked this week and I'm gonna. But I, I don't know that I'd make an announcement that I'm, you know, I'm dying. I'm <laughs> dying of cancer. You know, you know what I mean? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what I thought was happening with Bobo. He like called me right. and it was scary. Like He's Robin like he... had cancer. You know what I mean? No, I know I, that. I'm not putting I mean, myself it, it, in that life. But let yeah. me tell you something. When they did this biopsy, I was awake. It was very painful, <laughs> and they they took they snipped out twelve samples, twelve, and they got the cancer. Yeah, <laughs> and you're done. Twelve samples. <laughs> they got the three, and they said because it's so low, you can get any surgeon right now listening who's going to call to back up what I'm saying. When it's no, so I understand low, what you did, and and I actually, it's a good message to get your PSA checked right. every year. And to uh, and be proactive and get it taken care of quickly. 
Right. That's a good message, but please I'm don't at go this around. Gleason score, and it says <laughs> five or lower are not used. The lowest score is six, which is low right. grade cancer. That's my IQ. That's what I have. <laughs> but it's still Bobo cancer. Puppet, you say <laughs> your IQ on the Gleason scale is a six? My Gleason scale was a six, and my IQ <laughs> is a six. By the way, they but also removed removed a piece of a, a vacuum cleaner from my asshole. <laughs> oh, okay, good. All right, Bobo, well, let's leave it like It also says that this six is very low grade, right. does not get treated, right. and has, you know, a less likely chance of ever turning into anything because it grows so slowly. Bobo will probably die with this cancer, but of old age because it'll right. grow so slowly. You're right. I'm just saying, be careful, Bobo. Don't start wearing a jacket that says cancer survivor and all no, that stuff. You know what I mean? You I did the right cancer, thing. Right. It'll be I just want to make sure that you don't go overboard with this, okay? My message you know, you is just to make sure everybody gets a PSA check. But, Howard, what's, what's traumatizing to me, every three months I got to go for a blood test. Oh, it's very traumatizing, yes. Three months. Then they said... No, well, that's important. I understand. You don't want to get full-blown-out prostate cancer. No. But, um, no, so go get the test. So go in, you get the test. Every three months, you get your blood test. Right. And and you're going to have anxiety about it, of course, but you're doing the right thing. That's it. Yeah. 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 Oh, Howard, so I was was talking to Bob. I was asking what his plans were for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, and he's like... I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't even think about Christmas because I'm dying <laughs> and I've got cancer and I don't I need radiation. I don't need Bobo, chemotherapy. That's, you, see, you see, John, that's what I'm afraid of. Right. With Bobo. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people out there with cancer and they and they, they got the death sentence. You know, they got three months. Yeah, no, I never You're... said I was dying. I just said it's hard to concentrate when this is over my head. <laughs> it's hard to concentrate any time. To... That's right. When was it not hard for you to concentrate? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. What? Just just be careful that you don't, you know, play it up too much. OK, no, I'm, gonna not. Be, I'm just saying my guess it's, is it's you're going to be all right. Yeah, mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm not discounting what you're saying, but you know how you yeah, get I, a little I, I dramatic. Be, you see it. It says right on there. But look, but look, but listen to me. I'm glad you caught it early. It is a good message. But well, uh, he did, when he sat us down, he said, you don't want cancer, but this is the one you do want to have. You know, right, so I said, right. no, I understand that. But which uh, is not cancer. The cancer well, you have is well, not no, cancer. He's got, no, 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 he's got cancer. Yeah. He's got cancer, but we, I'm, we, I'm, we cancer. I just don't want him to kind of mislead anybody like with the 9-11 uh, stuff where he's dying well, that's my imminently. point howard he immediately yeah. said i have cancer i don't know how i'll get through the holidays yeah. <laughs> how do i do this <laughs> well because now, it's on my brain robin i just my blood test is in and the doctor here i'll help you out dr levine is on the phone and he's you're a real doctor right yeah hi this is dr levine um so what Bo- Bobo does indeed have cancer. This is legitimate prostate cancer. Um, and what Robin said is true. that there are, Once someone has a biopsy, they have what we call Gleason scores. Five and under is not cancer. And then anything six through ten is cancer. Six is the entry level, but it is indeed cancer. Um, for people that have Gleason scores of six, there are treatment options. They can go through surgery. They can do radiation. We wouldn't really do um, chemotherapy for this. 
But there is something we call active surveillance, which is what Bobo sounds like he's doing, where every six months they get a PSA lab test. Every two to three years they get repeat biopsies to make sure they're not progressing in Gleason scores. If those Gleason scores go up, then they would convert to active treatments like surgery or radiation. But this is indeed legitimate cancer. Okay. All right. Well, good. All right. That, and that's what I thought. I just, I, you know, but Bobo has been calling the office kind of saying, uh, you know, sort of implying he's dying. I, I told him he's not. Yeah, no. And, and there are studies out. He's been published in the New England Journal of Medicine. They're at, they're at the 10 year arm of these that people who undergo active surveillance 10 years out compared to people who do surgery or radiation have an equal outcome. <clears throat> but Bobo, to be fair, the 15-year arm is going to come out, and if you look at the 10-year arm of that, the curves were changing to suggest that those that do active surveillance by 15 years out may have higher death rates and higher metastasis rates. So you really ought to talk to your treating team very carefully to be sure that this is the right model for you, um, and, mm-hmm. and you may want to undergo more active treatment. Here's another stat that's important for your audience to know. <clears throat> the rate of Gleason 6 prostate cancer is roughly the, your age in percent, meaning we've done autopsy series on, on uh, any male that dies for any reason. And if you examine their prostates, the risk of finding at least in six in them is roughly their age. So in 50-year-olds, 50% of men would have this, 70-year-olds, 70% of men. By the age of 90, 90% of men. The corollary stat is only 1% of men die from prostate cancer. So there's a huge discrepancy there. So in other words, most people with Gleason 6 will live a long, healthy life. Roughly only 1% of them would pass away from the cancer. Right. Well, yeah. Let me tell you something, though, in all fairness to Bobo. Because I know he can play things up. And that's why I warn him on, you know, you know, saying the wrong Taking thing. Taking it overboard. Right. Yeah. right. But I will say, I'm a, I'm a nut. Uh, I, if I got to go for my yearly exam and they're going to do all that stuff, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want to see any Gleason score up. Right. I don't want to, I, I mean, cause I'll, I'll think I'm dying too, except oh, I won't I- tell everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'll think it too, That's but right. I, I might not announce that I'm dying. That's what I'm trying to warn them to be careful because, uh... you know, there's all levels of, of of cancer, but nobody wants to have any of that. No, well, well, you would rather not have cancer. Now, let me ask That's you for sure. Stuff. Do you think it's wise to have it every six months to have a biopsy or every year? To, so I don't have to go through that painful uh, process. No, typically the biopsies are done every two to three years. The, the blood test can be every three to six months, but biopsies are right. in the base of the house. So that's every two to three years. I disagree yeah. with the doctor. I think Bobo should do it daily. That's my daily. personal advice. Yes. <laughs> Why? I should be on uh, a constant observation. Yeah, Bobo, yeah. are you retaining what the doctor's saying? He's saying yeah. you shouldn't be getting, you know, a a um a probe and an operation every uh, three months. He's saying you should get. You get the blood work. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, not every six months. I'm just saying, Howard, it's a lot of anxiety for me every three months to make sure those numbers are down. They're not spiking up. That that would indicate the cancer's moving. That's what I'm saying. Doc, what do you think of maybe Bobo should just get the treatment? Then he wouldn't have to worry. 
Yeah, I thought, you know, honestly, a lot of my patients have converted over from this active surveillance model to treatment because they just can't stand that, that anxiety. They feel like they're walking right. around with an anvil over their head all the time, you know, or sort of damaged. Exactly. So they, they convert Why? to this active. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'd probably be that way. I'd be like, well, you would go get the treatment and just get it taken care of. Yeah, but the only problem with the treatment is, hey, doc, tell me if I I got this wrong. You can't uh, bang anymore. You can't get hard. You got to go. You know what I mean? Well, there's partial truth to that. So the rates of erectile dysfunction are are, are about 70 percent. Despite these surgeries being called nerve sparing, they don't Mm -hmm. completely spare the nerve. And so about 70 percent. Now, the younger you are and the more intact your erectile um, function is going into the surgery, uh, the greater the chances there'll be some preservation of that. Uh, the older you are, if you enter with, with poor erectile function to start, the rates of erectile dysfunction after surgery are going to be higher than that 70%. Um, and you know, it's weird. I, I read this article, Doc, that uh, if I if I come like 20 times a month, it's a good a good way to work out the prostate. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing a combination of jerking off and banging my wife. That I feel, uh, you know, it's, a, it's probably not. What does not the doctor to, think of that? Well, let me tell the doctor. Hey, Robin, this is what? a confidential uh, appointment I have with Doctor <laughs> Levine. Sorry, am I in your doctor's yeah. appointment? Yeah, let me. T- let me. I'm being upfront with my doctor. I mean, Robin's getting embarrassed. Wait, till I pull my pants down. You can have a real good laugh, <laughs> Doctor Levine. What I'm saying is, I've come up with a regimen of banging my wife and jerking off. That doesn't quite hit the 20 mark, but I'm probably getting in a good 10 to 12 uh, loads uh, a month. What do you think of that? And is that a, an old wives tale? I think you're a lucky man, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly not going to dissuade that. Um, in terms of that data, it's funny. I've been a 35-year listener, Howard. And by the way, if I can take a quick side trip on this. Um, I have to really, really thank you for all the years of, of laughter, and um, you have gotten me through med school, residency, a lot of depressing. I, I diagnose cancer in patients every day. I'm an mm-hmm. avid listener because you just keep me mental and sane, and I absolutely love your show and everything you do. You are, are the best, and so thank you from the bottom of my heart for all you do for, for everyone, but, but particularly a lot of people in healthcare. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank now, you. Can I ask the Dr. Levine, is it good to eat pumpkin seed? They said that helps. <laughs> hey, Bobo, no offense. I'm having a Stick consultation right now. Your dick. <laughs> what about my, what about coming? I mean, uh, Doc, is there any truth to that that I should keep, uh, uh, you know, keep jerking off and uh, keep begging those my numbers wife. up. Your numbers up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What kind of numbers do I really need to hit? <laughs> I I honestly don't know the data behind that study that you always quote. I I will. I'm happy to call back and do some research. I can call back and give you the truth. Thank you. Thank Wait, you. I, okay, I have now. a question for the doctor too. Go what? ahead. When the doctor is probing my ass. Is it okay to blow him while he's doing that? Oh, come thoughts. on, Bobo, Bobo, come on. Wait, wait, Doc, what about Bobo's question? Because he is going through this. What about the pumpkin seeds? He wants to know what to do with those. No, no, no. And a lot of the, um, you'll hear people talk about lycopene, which is found in tomatoes. I think you'd have to eat about 20 pounds of tomatoes daily. Even close. So, uh, a lot oh, of the doctor's telling you to eat 20 pounds of tomatoes daily. Uh, so <laughs> get to it. <laughs> I said apply everything right to the area. Somehow get right. in that prostate. <laughs> I have so, a question for the doctor, if that's possible. Go ahead. No, I've right. been faint, I'm fainting three or four times a day, wake up unconscious. Is this something I should have checked out normally? Are you being serious? God. What? 
Are you being no, serious? It's not a real oh, question. Come, come on, man. I'm, I'm being serious for a minute here. Well, Bo- what I want to ask shape. the doctor is about yeah. the seeds, because, you know, as opposed to surgery, is seeding the prostate with these radioactive things um, better at eliminating the prostate cancer and preserving your boner? Yeah, because that's what Rudy did. Yeah, so two separate parts of that, Robin. So it's equally effective, but it's but it's only good for certain patients. The, the ah. size of the prostate has to be within uh, a smaller limit uh, because those seeds of radiation only emit radiation in a relatively small radius. Oh, only fuck. a number of people apply. <laughs> I'd be so screwed because I got a big prostate. I got the enlarged prostate, so oh. I wouldn't have to. Yeah, it wouldn't work on me. Yeah. Right, you need external beam radiation or or surgery for treatment for a larger prostate. Did the doctor say beans? If I eat a lot of beans, will a bean stalk grow out of my asshole? You're oh, come on, come on. What are you talking oh, about? Let me ask All right. Dr. So, Dr. Levine, so in my case, you don't think I should do any kind of like uh, radiation? I don't do anything right now because my numbers are low, right? I cannot say, Bobo. I, I, I don't know the details of your case to be able to give you adequate advice on that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Dr. Levine. I've right. taken up enough of your time. And what, uh, No, hey, one quick thing on Ronnie. Going back to uh, a few months ago, he was talking about passing out in the shower. I'm not sure if that was John Blitt talking reference. That was John Blitt, he, and he's lying. He, yeah, I was lying. No, I know that, he's but lying. on Ronnie, when Ronnie had that, he really should speak to his doctor about that i would be concerned about him with a cardiac issue with that whole story huh. so uh you know just a, a piece of advice for ronnie did ronnie pass up no i think ronnie Remember was having he, trouble no, no, he, no. he was he was shitting and uh he couldn't get the shit no. out of his ass no no no, no. no he was saying he had just he had just had sex right. i think with right. stephanie and then he got in the shower and he got lightheaded and almost passed out no you got it right. all wrong Totally. Go ahead. Tell, the, tell the doctor. Go ahead. <laughs> I, w- I was banging Stephanie in the shower, and I blew my load, and we were in- under the water, and it was hot water, and I just got a little lightheaded when I blew my load. That was it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just I would let your doctor Ugh. know that story. It, it may be Wait, fine, I have to throw up, I... doctor, before you answer. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you just pictured the whole thing. <laughs> blow my load. <laughs> listen doc ronnie won't even get a colonoscopy he's really playing with fire he's crazy uh yeah so so ronnie look listen of all the of all the screening tests we do for cancer you think about psa prostate exams mammography for women pap smears for women all these things are trying to diagnose colonoscopy actually prevents because colon cancer starts as a small polyp. And if we get it in the polyp phase before it becomes cancerous, we remove that polyp, we negate your risk for cancer. So all screening tests mm. you should get done, colonoscopy by far and away is the best. Um, in my home, yeah. I've been a practicing doctor for close to 30 years. I've only ever had two patients that have had prostate cancer, uh, sorry, colon cancer. Both were people that refused colonoscopies. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to go out with colon cancer because it's painful when they have to do the surgery. So, well, yeah, Ronnie, especially I, when they say to you, you can prevent it with a colonoscopy. Yeah. How silly to get it! And it's nothing. Yeah, the By the way, I got to tell people colonoscopy. I've had I've had a bunch of them. I can't even tell you how many. It's his favorite um, thing. <laughs> it's, it's not my favorite thing, but I'll tell you what, it's not a, uh, it's, the prep used it's to be bad. Horrible. And, now the, and yeah. now the prep is easy because now they give you pills. You don't have to drink all that liquid. 
and uh, and uh, it's it's so nothing. I mean, you come right. out you of it, you go, "Hey, remember it?" Yeah, yeah. I just had a nice sleep. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 fucking beautiful. I I have, I have begged Ronnie to get one, but uh, oh, he won't absolutely. Do it. Yeah, I've I've had it done. I totally agree with everyone. It's the simplest thing, Ronnie. So so easy, and 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 again, not just screening, but preventive. Please get it done. Yep. All right. Hey, Doc. Thanks. Thank you, Dr. Thank Levine, you guys for everybody. everything you do. Thank you for everything you, you do. Thank you, yeah. M- way more important I'm than what we're doing. Ronnie thank didn't you, say, what you, about you, that thing you, where thank he, you. he shits in a box and sends it off to somebody? Is that a yeah. good test? They say it's not as good. <laughs> it is a form of getting tested, but it's not, right. it's not accurate. No, it's not good. You got to get the camera up your ass. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Take it. It's good for you. Some, I heard there was some funny shit going on. We do a microphone tests in the morning, and somehow they were testing Ronnie's mic and Mike Perlman, the one of the guys that works here, is a microphone. And they started arguing about the dumbest shit. R- R- Mike Perlman was saying, Ronnie, I bet I could bench press you over my head. Oh. You know? And then Ronnie goes, no, you couldn't. <laughs> and Ronnie got all upset about it. And they, the guy said, they wish they had a tape of it. The two of them arguing. What did you say to to Ronnie to set him off, Mike? You always set him off. Dude, he didn't say anything. It was it was Blit who started this shit. Oh, it was it Perlman? Yeah. What did Blit, Blit ask me if I? Yeah, Blit asked me if I could what, pick him up or bench press him, and I and I I think I could. You know, I don't think I yeah, heard him. Like, he could oil me up and pick me up over his head wearing a, 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 oh, yeah, Blit was a speedo. Blit's a fucking psychopath, dude. I also Wait, what did you do? Him. Well, at first I said, Mike, could you, you know, grab Ronnie by the waist and lift him over his, your head? And Perlman was like, yeah, for sure he could do that. No problem. But then I asked them if they were both <laughs> naked and flaccid, if they pressed their smush, their penises together. The fuck is wrong with you? Who would get hard first? <laughs> I think Perlman right. would get aroused first. No. You do? I do. Yes. Oh. But why were the guys arguing? Why, Ronnie, why were you upset? I wasn't Mike, arguing with it. I wasn't I was arguing. Giving, I was giving I was, Ronnie a compliment, actually. I was saying that Ronnie, for a 70-year-old, 70-plus-year-old guy, Ronnie Howard, Ronnie doesn't seem fragile to me at all. Like, you look at Ronnie, he looks like a guy you could, like, you know, you could fuck around with him a little bit, you know? Like, he doesn't seem right. like a guy that's, like, you got to be delicate. Feeble. With him. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, you know, you're not afraid to drop <laughs> yeah. Ronnie is what you're saying no <laughs> like Ronnie there's nothing about him that like conveys that he's a 70 plus year old guy there's no like I have there's no sense of like seniority when I talk to Ronnie he's very he's just like a it's young childish guy. right he's childish that's a compliment yeah. I feel like yeah he's firm right. he's a firm yeah. man oh shut up moron <laughs> I like you know what's funny about you by the way guys when you do a when you guys do a mic test, all you have to do is go testing one, two, three, and then get off the mic. You two get into it. It's so great no, with dude, Blit. We weren't testing a mic. Did yes, you we were. get on? No, we weren't. We get on in the morning before the show just so the engineer can hear us talking. Yeah, you don't that's called a mic test, genius. No, dude. It's like a fucking show. Are you show out of your before, fucking mind? It's a show before the show. Yeah, but you, you know why a, they do it? They do it to make sure you're connected. Yeah, I know that. And That's I called a mic issues. test. I know that, but th- it's not. Normally, a what? mic test, the, the guy gets on and says, let me hear how you sound, and that's right. it. And then you right. mute, okay? That's right. This is right. not what goes on. This is like a whole fucking show before the show. 
I wish uh, you got, this is you only blitz because you guys turn it into that. You got Piat doing doing uh, all kinds of Pia fucking. Zadora. We've been we've been talking yeah. with Ronnie about Pia Zadora and his crush on that he has on her, and you know that was pretty good. I don't have. When did I say I had a crush on her? When you met her, you told me no, like, you oh put, my god, see, she was you really put words in people's mouths, man. I, I never said, said I had a crush on her. You did. I you said thought... she looked. The woman looked really good. That's and I had what a crush I on her. Yes, I and did then not say that. You yeah, and then you moron. and then you showed us the Jermaine Jackson Pia Zadora video. What? Yeah. Yes. He, see, this is his memories failing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is this By is the way, more on ideal. See, <laughs> this is the deal. It's a show to Ronnie, but it's a mic check for everyone else. Everyone. You else. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. For forty-five minutes is a mic check. Yeah. It's a mic check. I don't know why everyone's on there for 45 minutes. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> We're having it's a whole boring, show before the show. And so they're right. amusing themselves with Ronnie. That's right. You know, it, you know, it's just an audio, you know, obviously it's just an audio, uh, you know, check, mic check. Yeah. We don't have the video yeah. cameras on. If uh -huh. I would have saw those, Ronnie, what are you doing with those glasses, man? <laughs> those are wild. Hey, Ron, why'd you get the new glasses? glasses? You look like yeah. Swifty Lazar. Who? <laughs> uh, Who the fuck is Swifty Lazar? It was an old time. Uh, uh, never mind, the, Ronnie. What's with the new glasses? They're very Hollywood. It's a whole new I got, Ronnie. I got new glasses. Okay. Yeah. He needs help, on. man. He needs help. I mean, the guy needs with his clothes, man. There's always some kind of issue with, with, the, with the shirts and the glasses. Dude, at least I got hair. Look at you. You fucking know. how old are you? You, oh, always, stop. No you don't got no hair. hair either. You don't have any hair, you old asshole. You don't have any hair either. Look at that hairline. It's in the middle of your head. <laughs> True. Now, Let I me tell you something. I don't want to do it. Listen, Ronnie, Ronnie look, uh, there's things he could do to, to just <sighs> fix his look up a little bit. There's just, I know. It's, there's like, Mike, what like, do you think of Ronnie's uh, mustache in that? Yeah, little, the mustache. Like, you know what? I saw a picture of, I saw him, uh, we were watching something and he was, you look so sharp with a, with a, with a, with a, you know, a buzz down, like if you shave, if you just have a short beard. You don't need that big fucking thing on your face, man. I'm I'm serious. You look so much better if you just shave it down. It makes your chin look really small too when you have that. I agree with him. Maybe Ronnie should shave that because he's got that no, big giant sure. mustache. You got yeah. that he giant has mustache. Mutton chops on his mustache. That's where he put yeah. his mutton chops. Yeah. Yeah. He looks. Ronnie's I've seen him though. He looks good when he when he's got it shaven down. He's got a nice shirt on. You know, with the fucking glasses and the and the, the, the you know the, the other things that he's done before. I mean, there's 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 so many things he can do just to kind of fix it up a little bit. Who stuck him what in those glasses? What happened there? They look like protective glasses or, or something. Well, they look like racquetball yeah. glasses. Yeah, you know when you play racquetball, play a like game them, or something. I like Ronnie's new glasses. I, I agree with you on the mustache, and 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 uh, I think Ronnie should take. I, I've seen Ronnie with a nice groomed look. And I do enjoy that look, Von Ronnie. But, you know, listen, maybe his girlfriend likes that big-ass mustache. No. You know. What, she, she doesn't like it? Growing? She's not crazy about it. Oh. I don't know. But those glasses, you know, they're very Vegas, though. They look like you're waiting for, like, a yeah. nuclear test at the desert. What's you know the story what I mean? behind Cool, though. I, but I like it. What do you mean, what's like the it. story? What's the origin <laughs> story behind them? Like, where'd they come from? Where'd you put, how'd you put them on today for? <laughs> I didn't put them on. I got them last week, so it wouldn't mean I put them on today. 
Wait, like, how'd you, like, what was the store? You got them where? Like, where'd you get them? At a fucking eyeglass place. And what, like, you saw those? And what? Stuff yeah, did you those? only try on one pair, or do they only no, sell one No, I tried on a pair. bunch of shit. I liked them, okay? <laughs> Fuck yourself. There's about you. 900 other glasses. That would have looked yeah. so much better on you than those. Yeah, two. okay. <laughs> this is my you going to the buffet Ronnie, glasses. Ronnie's a cool guy, but, like, when he does stuff like this, it brings him down. Like, it, it, it doesn't match. Like it just like you got to get something that ma like that matches your personality. So what do you no. suggest? You're you know you're considered oh, yeah, the best a, looking he's guy. A big yeah, yeah, he's a big fucking deal. Well, me, me, you know, King of All Blacks and I discuss Ronnie oh, a lot of times please. too about his outfit, and not in a goofing way, not in a yeah. goofing way. We talk about like what he should, what he could do to improve it. And yeah. I remember we had to talk. Maybe just a nice, nice pair of Ray Bans, how, uh, uh, Ronnie. Something like that. I had Ray Bans for fucking 10 years. Those look good. Maybe a pair of aviators might look good on you. You know, something. He darker. used to have aviators. Yeah, he used to have yeah. aviators. I have he aviators. Always, I still do. He always wears those, like, bifocals. Those, like, those. They're not you know, bifocals, moron. You could see <laughs> his eyes a little bit. Are those, like, glasses and sunglasses? No. They got so a I, tint. The glasses, yeah, like a, little, a yeah. lightest tint you can get. The glasses, bring down the mustache a little bit. You know, maybe do a lot, just do like a beard, like a one. Like when you go get a haircut, what do you tell, do you shave yourself or do you go to the barber and he does it for you? What are you talking about? Like when you go to the, <laughs> when you do your beard. You I do, do it myself. Right? You do it yourself. I do it myself. Right, so take the buzzer, buzz it down a little. Shake. You know what you do? Do a shave first. Shave it down all first. Dude. It'll make you look Who younger, too. Who the fuck too. are you, man? No, he's considered the best-looking guy on the show. You should take it. No, no, no. He's not. I'm not, not saying that. I'm just saying, Ronnie, Ronnie, this, like, this. this like, <laughs> hey, that's what I did, yeah. Did you, nice see, uh, did you see Ronnie's uh, skull sunglasses? Did you like those? Yeah, those, those, are, those, are, those are, that look like something you'd buy, like you'd see in a gift store or something. Like That's <laughs> where I bought them, in a gift store, you moron. I know. What you, come on, dude. But maybe it's the tent. Mike, you're right, because I'm looking at the glasses. I'm like, the frame is not terrible. Maybe it's the tent. The tent I like yeah, Ronnie's glasses. I, you know, I don't, I don't, they don't bother me, but, the, but the, I, I know they bother Mike, and Mike is the best looking guy in the show, so maybe you yeah, should listen to him. him. Yeah. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Oh, he, he gets knows. a lot yeah. of girls. He does. Yeah. And by the way, Ronnie, I'll remind yeah, oh, yeah, you. Yeah, he gets a lot of girls. He does. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Ronnie, when you were hypnotized and you thought you were a girl, you were all over Mike. You problem. were all you over to, him, yeah. You were going to fuck him hard for an entire week. I'm going to lick his bullet hole. I miss yeah. Ronnie, man. I miss I, I miss the fucking guy so much. I really do. Yeah, you miss stealing my fucking bagels. <laughs> nah, I miss you. Bagel, it, uh -huh. it's, it's such a disconnect. Bagel boy. He shouldn't have gone to Vegas, right, Mike? No, no. He, he, he had to come back here somehow. It's, it's, you know, I was up there yesterday at Sirius, and it was just not seeing him walking around with his walkie-talkie and his... And my and walker. His, uh, you know, the, uh, the whole thing. His walkie-talkie and his walker? Yeah. My walkie-walker. Yeah, walker. Yeah. Yeah, what was that? He, Ronnie, had a walkie-talkie. He was he was in touch with all the other security dudes. It was pretty yep, impressive, right? right? Yeah. He had the walkie-talkie, right? He loved that walkie-talkie. Check, check. Yep. <laughs> I know. I He's not him. arguing about that. He loved it. You love it, Ronnie. Yes, I love it. Because it, it made you feel like a cop. I'm telling you. And he and a lot of cops are on the walkie-talkie, too. So, oh, former right. cops. Yeah, right, so right. Ronnie felt in with the guys. It was good. Yep, it was, was good for him. The guys. Yep. I'll be. I'll confess something. I said to them, "Could you please give Ronnie a walkie-talkie to make a man <laughs> copy that?" Something to do. Yeah, and they did. And they did. You know, they. Man, I said, 
it'll make yep. him feel better if yep. he had a walkie-talkie like the rest of you. And uh, he was happy from then on. You know, he's he's a brother. I make sure he's happy. Yeah, you got to make sure he's happy. Mm. Jason said something to me. He said that he thought Ronnie aged since he went to Las Vegas. I said, I don't see evidence of that. I don't see it. Where do you see uh, that he aged? You know, it, it was more how he moved. So maybe that's why not, not why you're seeing it. You know, I hadn't seen Dude, Ronnie. I was fucking stoned out of my brain. <laughs> you think that's why, <laughs> Jason? He, he, was, he was really high. So he has <laughs> no, to I mean, you weren't take... high the entire time we were hanging out. I just, yes, I, just... I was. <laughs> oh, maybe you were. I just thought. <laughs> what did you like observe, he... Jason? Like, uh, like an old man shuffle, like kind of that, you know, where you're not lifting your foot all the way up the, off the ground. Oh, you're kind please. of just shuffling from place to place. But, uh, yeah. no, it just, it hit me. I'm just like, oh, dude, I'm on the treadmill four days a week. I, I'm not shuffling. Believe me. All right. I'm just, this is just what I saw when I was out there. How I, I, was I was high as a fucking kite. I told you. <laughs> well, you were high. The whole time? <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize I, the whole time. I, dude, I, I was with them for what? 10 hours? Whatever. Well, Jason, I'll be honest with you. Jason got me a little bit scared because he said it was sad. And yeah. uh, he got all he got really sad. And I got worried because uh, that's when I texted don't, you. Don't worry, dude. All right. Jason says uh, you're I'm still on out the... there doing it. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is. You can't hurt okay. Ronnie. You can't take him down. I'm going to have to go visit <laughs> Ronnie and, and see what's going on. You guys yeah. are all you need making to know, up Ronnie. stories. Anytime. Yeah, you need to, you should come you need with to us see. in December. Robin, yeah. Every, yeah. every time I need every, to, I'll need to get out of this cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough making Blit. plans with him though. He's yeah. always got something going on. Like he's always, oh, really? Like you got to really get. It's like you know. It's like you know. You got to you got to let him know like months in advance because months? really, he'll tell you. <laughs> yep. I got a full. I got a full schedule coming. I don't know. I got a funny car event. What are you talking about? <laughs> every time I say you're coming to New York, I want to get together with you. You're always oh, we got something going on. I got this yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. I'm just gonna uh, yeah, just jump on a plane every fucking day. Yeah. Well, no, okay. it's like, you know, I know that you're coming, and then you come, and you come here, and you say, oh, we were doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, and I'm going, we were. You got a flight Listen, back. We were. You couldn't I make five minutes? I was in fucking New York for two weeks. I didn't see you. You didn't come to the <laughs> dinners we had, nothing. I would have Everybody else did. I would have reached. I, I listen. I reach out to you when you. Yeah. By the time I reach out to you, you yeah. got the whole your whole books. The, the whole thing's your books for the. Yeah, uh, exactly. For the, yeah. I'm getting my asshole bleached. Leave me alone. <laughs> Well, I'm surprised Ronnie didn't make time for you, Mike. It's that's a little startling, but uh, I will say something about my man. I'll tell you one thing: since he's gone to Vegas, he's become way more sensitive. I love that on uh, Thanksgiving, Ronnie postponed Thong Thursday. That's right. Um, oh, they put I, yeah, that was, on hold. Yeah, yep. like he went in honor of Thanksgiving. There is will be no Thong Thursday, and I was like, wow, that's, that's he's right. all grown up over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. All right, you guys. Ronnie, you going to take Mike's advice and maybe shave your no. mustache down? No. no. Okay. No. Guy, guys, I don't think he was saying it to be mean. I think he no, was saying it like... Care. Uh, I don't care. I got some clothing yeah. uh, recommendations for him, too. Like, just stuff that he could wear, like, in Vegas and stuff. that, that would look You want to take him shopping? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll just recommend some things to him. And, yeah, you know, just something that just, you know, just to kind of give him a little bit of a facelift. For, you know, like, just something that'll just... Facelift? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, just, you know... I'm face makeover. With the skull shirt. Dude, I don't even have a fucking wrinkle. What do I need a facelift for? No, I don't Where, mean... I don't mean literally. I don't when mean he says facelift, he, he means... He means... <laughs> you, you can't find a wrinkle on your face. You're covered in hair. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean a facelift literally. No, 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 what he's that. saying is he wants to give you the pretty woman treatment like Richard uh-huh. Gere gave um, Julia Roberts. He wants to take yeah, you come out. Yeah, out here with your fucking credit card. Uh, yeah, me, you know, me and King were talking. We, we came <laughs> yeah, up with a bunch of Don't bring him, Oh, my God. Oh, don't bring him. He's got, he's got ideas yeah, for you. He's I got, got ideas nothing. For you. No, he doesn't. We got to do this. We got to have a Ronnie Dude, the guy walks around in big coats. You know what? I'll tell you what. Ralph's been saying to me for years that Ronnie could dress better. He's yeah. got a whole look for Ronnie, and he, it kind of sounds like what Mike's saying. He wants to see him get out of like the cut-off t-shirts and, and things like that. I don't this. wear cut-off t-shirts. Yes, you do. No, I yes, don't. You do. All no, the time. I don't. You're always trying to show your tattoos, and your, Dude, I've seen that. I don't wear cut-off t-shirts look at butts. anymore. I've been with you. I've been with you. I when don't you're have re- them anymore. What are you talking oh, about? Okay, this is a new thing. You <laughs> yeah. got rid of them. All I got right. rid of you them. Always, you used to always walk around in muscle shirts. Yes, I did. I, yeah. I agree. Right. I'm, I'm and it's funny because there were no muscles. Yeah, saggy muscle <laughs> shirts. <laughs> that <laughs> was the point. Bullshit, Robin. <laughs> you know, real you quick. Have, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's in Vegas. The weather's warm. Nice, maybe yeah. nice polo shirt. Pair of like khaki shorts. I don't play dudes. polo like shorts. Jean shorts. I don't nice like pair of white sneakers. I don't like shorts. Oh, whatever. Shorts, then you wear though. a pair of yeah, nice pair of jeans. You know, what are you going to do, the, put him in socks and sandals? What are you talking about? Dude, worry <laughs> about yourself, okay? <laughs> worry, worry about your look. Cowboy boots. I want to see a makeover. Come on. Could Ronnie grow the mustache all the way down to his, like, his chest? Like, so have it, like, more on. Really? Dude, that'd be a good uh, one. And then <laughs> he could drapes. braid it. Right. Yes, that's yeah. it, Robin. Exactly. Well, all right. All right. Well, anyway, Ron, you do your thing. That's, you I know, will. you're Ronnie. Yeah, Believe you me. do it. These guys, they're trying to help, but okay, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Well, just know, Ronnie, right. everybody loves you and thinks about you and wants to be with you. Hey, well, all right. And I, and, uh, they, I see Bobo still the, on the phone. They know yeah. where the airport is if they want, <laughs> they want to see me. All right. Bobo, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish Alan, you luck with your, your, uh, you. PSA levels. It sounds to me like you should get this all checked out. It's a good message. And do, and take my advice. Don't overplay it with the, you know. Oh, no, no. I got a second all opinion, right. doctor. To- second set of eyes looking at it so good all right bobo all right. and Howard, one more thing i just want to say the hbo special was great it was a whole Thank new you. experience oh, shut on up. The radio <laughs> because you saw the guitars that he played and how much they were worn <laughs> and it shows his life journey music you know? all right thank you bobo all yeah. right well bobo. you know i had another um experience with the the thumbnail so last night i put on apple tv and right up at the top was the Howard Stern Bruce Springsteen interview right there I think, for um, everybody to see? And it says new, and I would. I, I love it. I love opening up my TV every day and finding that thing. I think um, my Apple TV is trying to keep me like humble because it never what? shows me that. What you? I don't get any what? of those ads or anything. I don't see any of that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was on there last night on Apple TV. I didn't you see didn't one see of those it? I uh, nope. Hey, bye, Ron. Where'd Ronnie go? I, I think you dude shook him up. I mean, uh, I don't think he was too happy with the two of you. I got to go check my calendar. Let's see. see I don't want to make him mad, car, Love letters to Kurt Bush. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I ain't, uh, I ain't mad. I don't want to rile him up. You can rile me up all you want. You know what you haven't done in a while? A sex tip. Oh, I've done. We're, Have coming, you? For, we're coming for Christmas, brother. Oh, nice. Oh, we got Christmas okay. sex tips. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right, good. I haven't heard one in a while. And uh, are they are they good? They're fantastic. 
They're, uh, they're incredible, incredible, incredible for the holidays, for guys and for girls. It's a uh, primo. Do you yep. think I could um, put them on HBO? Oh, oh my gosh. Could you put them on HBO? Absolutely. <laughs> and HBO now, after dark. Yeah. <laughs> and now, HBO presents Ronnie's Sex Tips. All right. Yeah, you get a menorah and you put little dildos on the whole menorah and you stick it up your ass. <laughs> Happy Aftora, lovers. <laughs> Happy half Torah to you too. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. There you go, uh, gang. Very nice. Hey, I do want to mention Metallica. Hold it. Metallica. <laughs> the Metallica M72 World Tour. Two shows, one weekend, no repeats. That's amazing. Two day tickets go on sale this Friday, December 2nd at 9 a.m. local time at ticketmaster.com. Go watch those boys play. Yeah. I was talking to my buddy the other night, talking about the time we went to the Metallica concert. The guy you <laughs> pulled his pants down? No, not that guy. I talked to another guy, guy was there. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got that so guy's charged never been up. seen again. <laughs> no. <laughs> he went into witness protection. <laughs> no. I can't look that guy in the eye anymore. But, uh, uh yeah. King of All Blacks has the worst timing. We're talking about Ronnie for an hour, and then he calls in afterwards. Now he's on the phone. That's, of course, what he would do. Uh, Dude, your timing's just piss poor. I'm not going back. I got more stuff to get to. I did a half hour on Ronnie's look. You missed your window. I I know, I know, but I just want to, I just want to make, I was in the shower, but I just want to make sure, just, just, I want to make sure that Ronnie understands that I, I don't hate Ronnie. But he's just in a rut. He's, he's, he looks like when I used to first come on the show. He doesn't change with the times. That's what it is. He's stale. His clothing line is stale. So I just want to wake it up a little bit. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, listen, next time we talk about it, call in. Don't be in the shower. Stand by, okay? Okay. Can I just say something else real quick? Just, uh, I just want... I, I got... What? I love you, Howard. You know I do. This, this, this fucking guy, this Joe Madison, he was he was trying to make you look like like you were some racist yesterday. He's confused <laughs> because he read. He, I, I someone played me a tape of that King. Don't get all worked up, but he is confused because he's trying to make the point. When I said Oprah shouldn't show off her wealth, he goes, "Well, he didn't tell." Jeff Bezos not to show up. He mentioned a bunch of white people. Right, right. Making it like, I'm, I'm telling Oprah because she's black. They, they, unfortunately, he doesn't listen to my show. And in the same breath, I said, the Beverly Hills housewives shouldn't show off their wealth. You've been no people. I've been saying it forever. I don't say it about black people. I say it about all people who have tremendous wealth. It's just a bad look. To show all of the delicacies you're eating in Thanksgiving. This is my opinion. Listen, I'm listen, giving listen. Oprah life advice. I'm telling her, not that she even needs it from me, but he was like, well, Bill Gates, you don't make fun of what he, when he shows off his wealth. I go, I, first of all, 
I don't. I've never seen Bill Gates. I've as never well. seen Bill Gates as well. <laughs> I, I don't know where I would find Bill Gates. Well, but you know, listen. It, this is what I mean about when people take something I say and they try to make something out of it. That's the world. All right, King. I don't really give a fuck. Wait, 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 come on, come on. Let I don't give a Joe. fuck. Let me get Joe. Oh, let me get a piece of Joe. What? Let me do what, what are you talking about. Get a piece, a piece of Joe. Of Joe. What are you talking about? Because nah, I didn't like it. I didn't like. Oh, leave Joe alone. Who cares? Joe's trying to make a living. Who cares? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Only thing that matters is Metallica. Where was I? <laughs> yes, that's where you were. The Metallica. 72, what's the? It's the 72? M. How dare you, Robin? The uh, M seventy two. Yes. Of course, you know better. <laughs> I don't have my notes in front of me. Uh, the Metallica, yeah, I got a whole bunch of notes here. The Metallica <laughs> M72 World Tour, two shows, one weekend, no repeats, two-day tickets go on sale this Friday, December 2nd at 9 a.m. local time at Ticketmaster.com. These guys, man, they fucking rock out. It is an incredible show. It's uh, my boy. Game. Mm. That's rock. That's rock. Metal, whatever you want to call it. Metallic is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? I hope so. I hope so. They gotta be. They, 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 that, that would be insane. Yes, uh, they, are. Also, they are? Okay, thank you. Hey, you know, when I come back, and I don't want to do By this the now. Way, I want... You didn't say that Alice Cooper looks very good. How old Alice, is Alice Cooper? Alice Cooper's gotta be in his 70s. Yeah, sure. Way into his seventies, because uh, I remember seventy four. Yeah. Okay, I told you uh, back when I was a disc jockey in the eighties in uh, Detroit. I, I, you know, I used to have to go do these live appearances. I'd rather have my my teeth pulled, but I used to have to go and I introduced fucking Journey, which uh, aside from Steve, I don't like Steve Perry, but I, I like the new guy who sings. Uh, but I like the guys in Journey, so I did it. But I didn't like Steve. Uh, he was a real dickwad. But um, I introduced that show, but they were on a bill, I think, with Alice Cooper, if I remember correctly. I remember being backstage and seeing Alice flown in by helicopter, and they wrapped him up in blankets so no one could look at him. I mean, he, you know, I don't know what was going on. He had a hot chick <laughs> with him. She was wrapped up in blankets. Everybody, Everybody was, was in wrapped a blanket? Up. It was crazy. <laughs> like, I, you know, I was such a kid. I was like, you know, I have a kid from Long Island Grew up in a shithole. I didn't know from anything. And I'm backstage. And the first time I'd ever seen stardom like that. Uh, Steve Perry was trotting out with this hot chick out of a trailer. And like, I was like, oh, man, look at that little fucker. With this <laughs> super hot chick towering over him. And, uh, you know, he gave me the blow off, of course, because he's a big star. And, uh, but then I'm backstage and I think it was at the journey show. Could it have been? Who knows? My memory's so foggy, but I remember Alice Cooper. I guess he wasn't in his full Alice Cooper regalia, you know, the costume uh -huh. where he becomes right. Alice Cooper. And, uh, they, so they got him off the helicopter and he was wrapped up in a blanket. You couldn't even see his face. 
And the girlfriend was wrapped. I, I went, okay, I understand why Alice <laughs> might be wrapped Was she not up. ready for primetime either? <laughs> I didn't even know. I was like, well, these two are, I mean, wrapped up like a mummy. And, you, and I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool, I think, but a little excessive. <laughs> you, you know, I've heard like stars don't want to be looked in the eye and you're not supposed right, to look at them right. in the hall. And everything. this was crazy, but yeah, they, but Alice, um, I'm a big Alice Cooper fan. I'm a big Alice Cooper fan. I, I think his songs are great. And, uh, yeah, he did look good. You're right. He lo- I was like, look at him. He looks great. Yeah. Everybody looks great but me. Motherfuckers. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe I got to go get some surgery or something. But, but I'm, I'm every few. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go do unnecessary surgery. Fuck it. When was I ever known for my good looks? <laughs> if you I, all of a sudden become good looking now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd have to go to the doctor and say, look, you got to spruce me up, but don't make me good looking because people <laughs> will freak out. <laughs> they wonder what to do. You know. You know, maybe I'm not good looking, but I did get laid in my life. You know, that's what that's it's really all about. That, exactly. Nothing else matters. <laughs> you know, the Metallica song, Nothing Else Matters. That's, that's, right. what, it's that's about. what it's about. <laughs> that's what uh, Lars was telling me. I said, what is that? I, that's my favorite song you guys do. He goes, well, you know how pussy is super important. Nothing else matters. <laughs> I go, oh, OK, that's why it's my favorite song. <laughs> yeah, those guys, they know. <laughs> it doesn't matter how ugly you are as long as you get something from somebody i love intimacy i truly do oh it's gay and, though i heard today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know about that logic i can't believe trump had dinner with that guy girls are gay okay gotcha um Oh, so what I'm going to do is a commercial now. But when I come back, remind me to bring up this uh, article I saw. And I get I follow Rolling Stone magazine on Twitter, and they got a really good Twitter feed. But they they came out with an article with all the embarrassing moments in rock and roll, and I oh. thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I can't read all fifty of them, like the fifty most embarrassing moments in rock and roll, but I might comment on a few of them. But first, let me tell you about. By the way, that whole prostate cancer discussion got brought mm-hmm. me down, and. Um, yeah, I, I, I are you thinking about, about it now? What do you think? What are you thinking? Well, it scares me. I don't have it. Knock on wood. I hope I never get it. But I know dudes who've had it and uh, party over after that. You can't get a heart on. The prostate controls the heart on, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get that because I know me. I don't want cancer in my body, so I'm going to have them remove it. And then the next thing you know, what do you do in bed? You can't have a boner. So you I, wouldn't I, I try something else before removal, trying to save uh, your boner. Hey, boner. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Try something. What do you try? I mean, they, I don't uh, know. Uh, I, exactly. Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've tried that. <laughs> uh, but I felt for Bobo. I did because yeah. I'd be nervous about that shit too. I get it. Oh, it's terrible to have to have those screening exams coming up every every so often mm-hmm. it's terrible yeah, don't you know you know yeah. all about that robin's been going through that how many years now uh 10 mm. almost 11 10? yeah you are kidding me 11 nope. years since you originally had your first surgery yeah i was diagnosed in may of 2012 so may of 2022 was 10 years 
And, Look at uh, you with the we're mask. We're almost done. Wow. <laughs> well, I had already done it beforehand. Oh. <laughs> you like I'm not you? Showing it, my work. It sounded effortless. You go 2012, 2022, 10 years. Like, bam. I mean, I'd have to do the math. <laughs> I wouldn't come up with that number that quick. And we're almost well, done with 2022. So, man, 23 will be 11 years. By the way, Robin's got a natural aptitude for math. She really does. She just saw an example of it. The way she just kind of calculates. Boom. She didn't have to think about it. 2012, 2022. Ba, 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 ba. And then she goes right into it. 10. Boom. That's, believe me, I wish I had that gift for math like she has. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Jack's on the phone in New Jersey. Then I'm going to read some of this uh, Rolling Stone thing. I thought it was kind of fun. I don't necessarily. I mean, what I can't are the embarrassing? Uh, isn't all of rock and roll embarrassing? <laughs> well, I well, just the moment. <laughs> well, one of the things that was embarrassing was, again, they brought up. I feel bad for the guy at this point. Billy Squire, uh, they say, that video he made where he was wearing um, a, a girly kind of outfit and rolling around on the bed, and they go, it, and it was the most, you know, what I don't know what number they put it at, but right. it was one of the most embarrassing moments in rock and roll history. Poor guy. I mean, Jesus Christ. A, a talented dude, too. I knew him for you. I knew him yeah. before he was famous. I'm, I got one of those stories. I hung out with the guy, but uh, I, I admit it was, a, 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 you know, they say it was career-ending. But I've seen a lot of dudes put out some pretty questionable videos back in the MTV days that were really lame. And uh, they seem to go on with their careers. Somehow but they, they got to redeem themselves. What happened with Billy? He just need, He's just one good song away from redeeming himself. <laughs> but the guy released two multi-platinum top five albums in a two-year span. Yeah. Sold five million copies. Um, and... Uh, Sold 5 million copies for the Rock Me Tonight video. Go, you know, that's when you could sell that stuff. So anyway, but it's the number 10 most embarrassing thing in rock and roll, according to Rolling Stone. And, uh, yeah, I guess so. But boy, that guy must have nightmares about that fucking video. Like, oh, shit. And, you know, he doesn't show up anywhere. Like, he's never at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, inducting anybody or there in the audience dancing or everybody just stays away from Billy. Well, I'll tell you what, I told you this on the air already. I don't want to repeat, but uh, I told you I ran into him a couple of years ago at a restaurant before uh -huh. the pandemic when I used to have a life. That's right. And, that would uh, be pre-pan. Yeah. <laughs> Guy came up to me. Hey, Howard, it's Billy. I go, well, he was there with his beautiful wife. And we said we exchanged a few words. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. He lives out by me. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice guy. Always has Jesus been. He Christ. used to visit us at NBC when nobody else would. <laughs> yeah, I know. He used to, the way I got to know him, I knew him in Detroit. And he used to sleep on the floor of my studio. Oh, wow. He didn't, you know, this is before he became famous. I would be doing my morning radio show. And I was in there alone. I had a producer. And, uh, um, but, but Billy would come in and sleep on the floor, wake up, say a few words into the mic, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> He was there with a band called, uh, it was Billy Squire. And, and then sometimes I think it was, they were the, what was their name? The Romantics or something. Or Was it Piper? No, no, no. He wasn't in Piper. He was in a band called Piper, but he was hanging out with another band one morning. They were all asleep on my floor. I'm talking about like, <laughs> might have been the, the Romantics or one of those kind of bands. I see. Yeah. Anyway, 
Hey, Jack, you're on the phone, and then I'll go through some of this list because I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, hey, Howard. Um, I've been a fan for a long time, and uh, uh, I've always enjoyed hearing you talk about your parents. Um, but I was curious about um, the early years um, when you were still struggling in Detroit and Hartford about your relationship with your father. Um, uh, I know you talked about you know this with Bruce Springsteen, and also you brought up uh, Phil Novel when you sent, sent the audition tape recently. Um, so did your father give you any sort of career advice back in the day when you were still in Hartford and Detroit trying to become successful? Uh, what was your relationship with your father like back then? Well, my father gave me... Uh, my father gave me... I just got distracted because there's a guy on the phone says he had his prostate removed and he can still get a heart on. That sounds interesting. Ah, well, I got to pick up on him. Why yeah, don't we skip uh, this guy? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, my father, the, the, the nice thing about starting to get some, my father would give me advice. Even when I was on college radio, I sent him a tape and I've talked about this. He wrote me a several page letter about how bad I was on the radio <laughs> and that i had oh nothing that that his famous quote in that letter i wish i had saved it because it was pretty scathing i thought i was being f so fucking innovative i had this radio show called the king schmaltz bagel hour with three other guys and we were outrageous but my father heard it. he didn't think it was funny and he was like you guys he goes you if you want to be on the radio you better like like he goes you ever go to the circus and see a clown car before they get in the clown car those guys are professional acrobats and you've got to learn to be a straight announcer before you start trying to be funny on the air and he was like really bent out of shape about the king schmaltz bagel hour and he really ripped at me a new asshole and he even said to me you don't sound like an announcer every time you talk you go uh 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 and uh he pointed out every uh and I was afraid of my old man. I, I I certainly thought my father knew what he was talking about. So I stopped with all the us. I tried anyway, and and man, and I I stopped uh, I stopped the King Schmaltz Bagel Hour and went and became a straight announcer for a couple of years, so that I could become professional sounding. And then I just said, "Wait a second, what the fuck am I doing? The King Schmaltz Bagel Hour was revolutionary. Why am I stopping being funny on the air?" So, but it was a, it was a letter, it's, it was titled, Why You Suck. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he really no, put but, a lot of work I mean, into it. <laughs> I'll tell you where my dad gave me, my dad gave me a lot of good advice, actually. Well, the best piece of advice he ever gave me for radio, and most of our discussions were around radio or my career. That my father was interested in. So once I became a guy with a job, I would call him and ask advice. And one of the biggest things he ever said to me was, and it was a nice thing. I got my job at WRNW and I was making $96 a week. And I said, Dad, I got a job, but I'm only making $96 a week. He says, that's okay. He said, first of all, this is consider this your graduate school. If you want to be on the radio... That WRNW is your graduate school. You, no one else is going to give you a job in radio. That's how bad you are. Oh, jeez. Uh, he didn't and he put goes, that in. <laughs> you should be grateful that there are stations that are paying $96 a week because otherwise you'd be paying them. And uh, at least. <laughs> so he said they're paying you to go to graduate school. You're going to talk on the air every day, six days a week, plus you're the production director. You're going to learn everything about radio. So that's good. So that was really nice. And he said, look, 
I'm going to help you with some gas money. He helped me fill my tank Aww. up, which was really sweet of him. That's a big pat on the back. You're damn right. So that's uh, my dad. And uh, then as the years went on, I would call him about finances. My dad, you know, had a lot of opinions about that. He was the one who encouraged me when they gave me the morning job in Detroit and they offered me 28000 He said, you could call the guy and ask him for 30000 because you can't live on you know, You're broke. Uh, so he would advise me, you know, I didn't have an agent, obviously. Nobody was looking for me. And my father would give me some financial advice. And he was very encouraging that way. Yeah. I, 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 know, I know you like to, you know, make fun and, you know, to sort of, you know, uh, goof on your dad a lot. But it, it, it's really great to hear that. Yeah. No, no, he did. He Listen, man. And, I mean, my and father, guess what, Howard? Uh, I think that meant he loved you. Absolutely, Robin. The love was flowing. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, listen, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, my dad, uh, my dad was also, I'll tell you what else he did. He would, he would call into the show and he was always good. My dad, I yes. feel my dad would have been good on the radio. He was an interesting guy. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So even going back to college radio. I remember he heard the tape of my college radio show when I was getting, I got fired on the air. And uh, he was like, yep, eh, so much for your King Schmaltz bagel hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's tape of me getting fired on the air. This is from 19, it's got to be 1974 or three. This guy, Hank, who was the pro, he fired us. He, he fired us right on the air. That was a first. King Schmaltz. Yes. What can we do for you? Uh, do you have a one-up? Yeah. Who is this? Uh, three guesses. The first two don't count. The first two don't count. I thought we were quizzing you. No, no, no. I'm quizzing you. Oh, okay. So you have three guesses. Do we have three guesses? Uh, uh, what's the question? We couldn't hear. The, the uh, King Schmaltz board has just been uh, asked. We have three questions to guess who this is. Are uh, you Mary? Uh, <laughs> is it Mary? Is it Mary? Is it Joe? Uh, no. She drinks like Mary. And she, she drinks looks like, like Joe. Oh. Uh, are you a sturgeon? No. I, I hey, that's a doctor. Because because woke when you guess is uh, a sturgeon and uh, Jane. Uh, I tell you what, when we put one of our, uh, when we put the... Let me give you a hint. Okay. I bet you it's Hank. Excuse me? You're fired. You're fired? Yeah. It's Hank. Well, we'll put one of our uh, expert researchers on it. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. That was Hank, the program director, a guy named Hank Sennett. Right on the air. And that guy, other guy talking was this guy, Bob. And Bob looked at me and I looked at him. We knew who the fuck it was. Of course, and, yeah. I kind of figured you recognized the voice. When he goes, it's Hank, it's Hank. Well, we put on, a, I guess, a record and we ran into, we ran. We ran away from the <laughs> microphone. We ran into another room and looked at each other and I go, I, I, do you think he's for real? I think we just got fired. Was he for real? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was fucking for real, all right. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't doing a routine. <laughs> I don't know why that tape sounds so bad. We had the worst, you know, it was college radio. Right. Yeah. Oh, that just brought me back some memories. And then all everything started flooding in. Oh, my dad's right. I suck. I Meanwhile, look for college radio in 1972. That was pretty, you know, hey, who is, hey, 
I have a question for you guys. Guess who it is? I'll give you three guesses. The first two don't count. And the guy goes, it's a sturgeon. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, you know, for college guys. Uh, you know, nobody else was saying anything. Hank didn't have much of a sense of humor. No. But he, he fired us, and then uh, but he, we did get our jobs back. We did. Okay, so you, it wasn't yeah. the end. No, no, we begged like like uh, <laughs> like a, the broken, non-paid radio people. We were we begged. I love that radio. I do. You know, where else was I going to go to practice That's being right. on the radio? Where do you where do you get practice? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. My dad was paying $5,000 a year so I could go use that fucking radio station. At the very I mean, least, they could let you in the studio. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything else there was really a value to me. I needed that. Well, uh, my one question is, where is Hank? Hank, actually, nice guy, actually. He really was. He, uh, <laughs> you know, for God's sakes, he was the college radio station program director. Like, who wants, you know, you're trying to graduate college. Who's The guy devoted his time to the station. And, and quite frankly, our show was like nothing you ever heard before. Yes. So I think it freaked him out. It was like, oh, <laughs> shit, am I going to lose my my non-paying radio job? Uh, as the program director and you know he probably thought this was good on his resume but i believe he he uh when he got out of college and i don't know what he did in business but he became a local politician and oh. um had some success at that and then i, I, I don't know what happened. i don't even know if he's alive still a lot of people mm. like neil young said neil young goes you know what the mom's mind-blowing thing is i did the album harvest and i was looking at the movie we made of it and everyone's dead except me yeah yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then we got fired on the air. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, my dad's right about me. I suck. Maybe I, maybe I got to go become a straight radio announcer. And that didn't go too well either. But wait a minute. So when you came back, did you continue the King Schmaltz bagel? <sighs> and I, I don't know. I, yeah, I think he let us. To continue it, but it fell apart pretty soon after that. Yeah. Which was pretty earth shattering. <laughs> Shook my confidence for a couple of years. <laughs> Couldn't put the same amount of uh, yeah. oomph into it. Yeah. And then I remember when I got my first radio job, I avoided saying anything funny on the air. I just strictly, the words of my father were ringing in my head. You don't sound like a professional announcer. I go, well, you don't sound like a human being. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both of you should practice. Yeah, right. But anyway, he um he was right and you know. In fact, I remember one time I was the morning man for a couple of months. They used to switch us around, but I did some morning job there and one of the news guy, he cracked a joke and I potted down the microphones because I was nervous <laughs> that I get fired. I was like, "Oh shit. This guy's cracking a joke on the air." Yeah, he's not yeah, going to get me no. fired. No. I remember. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, also remember, people hate fun. If you're doing fun, it's not professional. Anyway, getting back to this. Uh, oh, here's the guy who got yeah, his prostate guy, removed. Prostate guy, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Steve, what up in Baltimore? Hey there, Steve, it's Stu from Baltimore. That's okay. Hey, Steve. So Stu? you say you had Steve? Oh, Stu. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Stu. Stu, see. Steve, <laughs> no, nah. uh, Steve, I mean, Stu, whatever your fucking name is. So you had your prostate removed. 
I guess prostate cancer, correct? So, so no, I, they got it wrong. So I had part of my prostate removed. It was growing into my urethra, and I couldn't piss. Oh, uh, that's different. And they cut it. Yeah, they cut it out, but I can't come anymore. So I oh, get hard right, for right. A, a little while. But oh. the duct that creates the cum is gone. There's some other little liquid once in a while, but other than that, little. So what you're saying, but you just said you could get hard, but you're saying just for a few seconds. Yeah, a little more than a few seconds, enough to get the job done. Let's put it that way. Oh, oh, so you can have an enjoyable yeah, sexual yeah. experience. It's you just don't come. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Correct. 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 And, so and the you... recovery was ridiculous. It was peeing razor blades for six weeks. Oh. And then spasms afterwards. Every every 45 minutes through the clock. <laughs> but when you don't come, can you still have the sensation of coming? I do, but it's not as good. It's not as forceful. Mm. Yeah. So, like, once they so, removed uh, your prostate and, like, sex wasn't as good, did you become, like, a full adult? Like, you, you, like <laughs> there's got to be some are you benefit. you responsible now? <laughs> yeah, like, are you, do you behave around women properly? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> you equally don't... irresponsible in my Oh, care. okay. So, like, you stare at their tits and stuff. Okay, gotcha. All right. How can it's you like, not do that? But... That's kind of a... Uh, upsetting i thought like maybe at I least thought, yeah. yeah we were hearing like a happy story this doesn't sound so happy yeah i figure like well, you become a huge not, i figure after all. you get your prostate removed you become a huge success in business because like now you're not thinking about <laughs> pussy every 10 seconds <laughs> but isn't isn't you know, the you know, drive the drive for success isn't that linked to sex yeah so if you're not really having sex are you do you even care about being successful yeah, I'd probably quit the radio if they take out my prostate. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck this. I don't care. The doctor Who lied to that? me about the recovery. doctor yeah. lied to me about how long it would take to recover because he said I wouldn't have had the operation if I knew how long and bad it would be, and I really needed it. Wow. So, How old yeah, were you when anyway, they took it out? Uh, it was December 8th of last year. Oh, well, how old were you? not... That long ago. I'm um, uh, 60, 61. I see. All right. Hey, Vey. Yeah, no kidding. My, 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 my PSA was 18. Whoa. Like, off the charts. Should be four or less. Yeah. So, who, so like, who are you fucking for a few seconds? You got a wife? <laughs> I do. A, a great yeah. wife, and she's all good with it. I still have a mouth at work. I know, but how does? Uh, yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, so you're telling me. <laughs> so what do you do? You get in the bed and you go down on her for like, well, how long? Ten minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, and then she yeah. plays with me, and as soon as it gets hard, man, I stick it in and, and do my thing. So you could get it in there, and how can you hold out a minute, like before it deflates? A minute, minute and a half, yeah. Yeah. That's all I need. In fact, like you, you're probably all. I, all I need is a minute. I don't need the extra half. No, and, uh, stuff from uh, eating her pussy. It doesn't matter. She must love the no mess factor, though. She you know? does. The cleanup's easy. <laughs> no cleanup. <laughs> yeah, you don't even probably need to shower that much. Uh, does he sex. masturbate? No. 
No. I masturbate a little bit because I like watching porn, but it's more just rubbing my crotch and it feels good, but um, mm. you know, that's that's the extent of it. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus All right, Steve. Right. Damn, if I would have known before the operation that I wouldn't have been shooting anymore, I probably would have jerked off 24-7 for three months. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, listen. All right, at least you're alive, you know what I mean? Okay. Thank you. It, it, it's due, but Howard, thank you. Appreciate taking my call. I prefer Steve. Thank you. <laughs> You're still calling him the wrong name. You know, just go with it. If I name you Steve, just change your name legally. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, the, so Rolling Stone put out some embarrassing moments. Again, they and I'm not going to mention all of these, but... Um, some of them I don't even understand, to be honest with you. But I, some of them are interesting. Like, um, like I didn't know this. 48, 48 worst embarrassing moment of rock and roll. A Taste of Honey wins Best New Artist Grammy over the Cars and Elvis Costello in 1979. <laughs> and I got to agree with that. I mean, the Grammys do, as they write here, the Grammys they do not have... Mess. Yeah. They don't have a great track record when it comes to picking the best new artist of any given year. Yeah. Uh, then they point out the Starland Vocal Band in 1977, Debbie Boone in 1978, and in, uh, taking a look at the 19, take a look at the nominees in 1979. The Cars, fucking great group. Elvis Costello, a genius. Toto. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Toto. Yeah. I mean, you know, they had good songs. Uh, yeah. I like Toto. Uh, a blues rock guy named Chris Rea and the disco duo, A Taste of Honey, who topped the charts with Boogie, Oogie, Oogie, and they yeah. beat the cars and Elvis Costello. So it's not a real good, it's not a real good thing for the Grammys to bring that shit up. Boogie, Oogie, Oogie. Remember Boogie, Oogie, Oogie? Play it all the time. Coming at you, W, I'm pretty sure we played this at WMB. Say Boogie, Oogie, Oogie. And we got, uh, hey, Johnny Dark's coming up next here at WNBC with a uh, tissue giveaway, tissue box giveaway. That's uh, pretty exciting stuff, WNBC. Home of Imus in the morning, of course, and, <laughs> and then Captain Frank, and then yours truly, WNBC. That's called a soft they talk. They never want to sing. They just keep going no. and going and going. With the they don't want to sing. Boogie, oogie, oogie. By the way, just won the Grammy for Best New Artist of the Year. And uh, some sexy gals in this band. I'll tell you what. Tissues for everyone except for Steve. I mean Stu or whoever that last <laughs> caller was. Here at WNBC. Oh. Yes, a boogie, oogie, oogie. Oh, boy, have I got news here. Hey, yeah. Everybody here tonight was boogie. Let me tell you, you are no exception to. Anyway, then they, here, number, Rolling Stone says the number 44th most embarrassing moment in rock and roll was when justin timberlake ripped off janet jackson's top at the super bowl 
and she's the one who faced a backlash. Uh, is that an embarrassing moment? For those two are not rockers, number one, but... But, okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, all right, I guess. I, I wasn't... I don't know. I, I who is that embarrassed? I, <laughs> I got to tell you, maybe I have it all wrong, but I quite frankly thought... Um, First of all, I remember watching it and not even noticed that her titty was out. Like, it, it must have been so fast that I don't really recall seeing the titty. And we didn't I have the internet. I don't remember it now, yeah. Right, yeah. And and uh, I think it only did good things for Janet Jackson. Not that she needed it. She was one of the biggest stars in the world. Um, but I guess it was a man-woman thing. Like, okay, the woman gets... Uh, Jitty. In trouble, but did she get in trouble? I don't even know if that's well, accurate. They couldn't get her. We got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we got in trouble. Yeah, the FCC <laughs> came after us. I, I know. I know it ruined my life. We weren't so, even yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I know it was embarrassing for me. <laughs> yeah, I got in more trouble than Janet Jackson or Justin Timberlake. And I forget right. how that all happened. They started screaming, "There's got to be more censorship!" And then all of a sudden, they went like Howard Stern. And then, boom, they, they nailed me on a $300,000 fine. for, for right. Was that piano penis uh, fine? I don't even know. You knew. Do you know, Gary? No. Well, yeah. what, what happened was, it, this was the craziest thing. That happened on Sunday. Yeah. We did nothing. Tom came in on Monday, and he's like, okay, we have to figure everything out. We can't do what we were doing. And we're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I think by Thursday, we got tossed off a bunch of uh, stations. <laughs> Great. Great. You're kidding. That's what happened? Gee, good thing I have no memory of this. We angry. got blamed for her. Well, that's, I always felt that there was a direct connection to what happened on Sunday and what happened to us on that Monday. This is a catchy tune, though. This gal can sing. You have to go, uh, I, I told Robin this the other day, you have to go look at her at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She had a pile of hair on her head like I'd never seen before. It was at least... Two feet high. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good song. But those guys, Jitty. Terry Terry Lewis and Jer Terry Jam or whatever they, they produced this. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah. Found the dude. Anyway, then they say number 42, the monkeys. And I've been saying this. Hey, what is it? Uh, what's your name again, say, J.D.? I <laughs> I yeah. think Stu I know or Steve. <laughs> Are you Stu or Steve or JD? What's your I name? What? I, I, JD. I think the connection was the CB the Super Bowl was on CBS that year and that we were connected. I forget the Infinity was connected to CBS. Yeah. And they, you the know, CBS Moon, bought us. So we got connected with that boy cuz Les Moonves, he was he was getting yelled at by that uh woman on the the whatever that that hearing. You knew. You that. knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how we got. Oh, right. That was the you knew. Yes, what was she, a senator or something? Yes, Can't from Arizona. Oh, she, was, she was a senator? Something like that. A, a representative. I forget her name. You but, uh... wanted us all to be above. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Yeah, she's because accused. it your ratings. It improves your market share. And it lines your pockets. Oh, it's Mel Carmison. Mel Carmison. Sorry, not less movement. Right. Yeah, she, she was upset. She somehow figured that the networks must have known that this was a, you know, that she was going to. That's right. You this knew. Was crazy. Yeah. She was a real winner, this one. What was her you name knew. again? I've, I had to look it up. Where is she now? I'd like to know. 
You knew. You knew. That what that, does she know now? You knew. <laughs> you knew that that what titty. You, you knew that titty was coming out on the Super Bowl. You knew. It increased you, your ratings. They were the ones who lined, did it, and it was really nasty. And <laughs> you lined your pockets. How dare you call her breast nasty? I thought it was <laughs> nasty. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> All it was was titty. Hey, vey, but yeah, we got the Heather Wilson. Piss. Heather Wilson. Yeah. Where's she now? See if there's an obit or is she in retirement? Oh, well, I don't know. Years ago. She's 61 years old. I'm looking this up on Wikipedia. So John I She's younger than nasty. me. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought she was like an old lady. She's all upset about titty. <laughs> she hot. Like back in the day? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Is she still a politician or what? Jitties. I don't think so. Is it, yeah. She was the head of consulting firm Heather Wilson and Company after leaving Congress. Oh, good. Uh, Heather Wilson chairs the Women in Aviation Advisory Board to the FAA. Nice. Mar- married. Three adult children. Oh. Nice. All right. Yeah, she was all worked up, and oh, I don't yeah. mind that she was worked up about Janet Jackson, but uh, we got the shit beaten out of us, and Gary's right. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. I had to deal with a bunch of stations canceling us because of what happened at the Super Bowl. Yeah, Gary. Howard, they even started pulling songs off the air immediately. Like that Monday, uh, we stopped playing like Money by Pink Floyd and Who Are You because it had the word fuck it. Like everybody just completely freaked out. Yeah. And that's when Tom became the permanent monitor. <clears throat> Yeah. Like he had to be there yeah. every morning. Oh, yeah. Dead Air Dave. Uh. And, and, and Howard, just to your point, I was at a Super Bowl party with like 50 people. Nobody saw anything. Right. Like, we, Nobody cared. We, everyone had to be told That's after right. the you, fact to be mad. If right. you blinked, you missed it. Oh, she. Heather Wilson is the president of the University of Texas at El Paso. Nice. So. Well, she's done well for herself. Better oh, not yeah. show any titty on that campus. <laughs> no, don't you show your titty. You want us to all be a buzz. Titties. Uh, wanted us all yeah. to just be a, a buzz. Just imagine you're at that school. You yeah, get man. called into her office. Boy, she can tell you off. You knew. The funny thing is, uh, Richard Christie was telling me, you know, because of what happened with Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl, he used to listen to us. You know, he was a listener. He would listen to us yeah. in Orlando. We had a radio station in Orlando that ran our show. They pulled us off right after the Super Bowl. And he, you were devastated, right? Because you were a fan. And you were like, I want to hear the show. I bawled my eyes out. I could not believe it was happening. It was like such a shock because I had listened to you. You had been on in Orlando since the mid-90s or early 90s. And then all of a sudden you're gone. <laughs> and I freaked out. And you know who else freaked out and Ooh. called your show that day? Wendy, the slow adult. She called <laughs> bawling because wow. you were taking that's Wendy lived near Orlando and the, the station there took you off. I had to go like it was like some of the early days of the Internet. I had to figure out how to find your show and do all this stuff to be able to still listen to you. You know, it was it was brutal. Yeah, well, she, you know, that woman, she went freaking out in Congress. Well, look at this. Heather Wilson served six terms in Congress up until 2009. Nice. Yeah, I but this was got... her shining moment. No, I, I didn't hear much from her after this. 
That speech was, uh, that must have scared a lot of motherfuckers in broadcasting because they all pulled the show off. There. There, there she goes. What we're doing? You got the whole speech or just that? Just have the clips. I'll see if I can find it. No, put it uh, play a bunch of clips. Let's, let's revisit. We need to ask ourselves where you corporate CEOs lost your way. They were the ones who did it, and it was really nasty. I thought it was nasty. Hey, you know what? She's living her own hell, you know. she What is she, the head of a college? You know how fucking shitty that job is? You got to sit there and get money from uh, alumni. And a lot of these alumni are cheap. They're like, fuck my old college. You guys charge us enough. So you got to go kiss ass. Um, so that's a tough job. That ain't like being in Congress. You got some great drops out of her, though. You you played those for years and years. Oh. It was awesome. Yeah. Hey, look at this. this all the time. That yeah. lady served as secretary of the Air Force, nominated by none other than Donald Trump in 2017. Oh, yeah. Nice move, Donald. Way <laughs> to go. She, which is funny because, like, Donald is Mr. Saxon. But, uh, you know, the irony is he, he doesn't the, the the disconnects with Donald are myriad, you know, he's he a big kid, he's supporter. and he can do that, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> Wait, did, did he go like, Wait a second, ma'am. Wait a second. I just learned you're the woman who complained about Janet Jackson's titty. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Trump. <laughs> and you're the one. Yeah. Wait a second. I can't make you secretary of the Air Force. If you're anti titty. Nobody's more pro-titty than Donald Trump. Uh, that was his whole, like, that's all and he And that she would titty. work for him. I mean, that yeah. doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> oh, here's the full speech. This is the one that got us pulled off the air. On Super Bowl weekend, I was out of town visiting my mom. And I called home a few minutes uh -oh. before halftime. And in our house, we're real restrictive about television and watching, but we have a, we have a, sports fanatic fourth grader who asked for special permission to watch the game so my husband and my kids together get to the point the super bowl and even before halftime i heard about the farting horses Ooh. which i guess proves what we've all suspected that madison avenue really does pitch its advertising what a fun household that must be my oh, mom my was pretty goodness. tough but this lady man that's what I'm saying. I, I, you don't want to get called on the carpet by her. I watched the Super Bowl. And forget about the titty. I saw farting horses. And let me tell you what happened. My youngest kid's head exploded. <laughs> and we had to bring him to the hospital because he heard the farting. And it literally devastated his brain. <laughs> it exploded and came out his ears. To the average fourth grader's sense of humor. Hmm. When I called the next day... I was cleaning his brains off the floor for weeks. It was atrocious. It was terrible. The beer commercial. And then Titty. <laughs> titty. <laughs> Janet Jackson's Titty. And my husband saw that. I don't need that. I don't need him thinking about Janet Jackson's Titty when I'm blowing him. <laughs> my son without any prompting said to me mom did you see the halftime show at the super bowl uh-oh and i this told him that i had got in trouble her son has a I asked him <laughs> what he thought of it 
What did you think? And he said, I thought it was nasty. Oh, uh-oh. The disrobing was apparently the talk of the playground. <laughs> no, it oh, wasn't. Boy. Another commercial uh, from the M&M's company showed the green M&M without panties, <laughs> seeing her vagina and, and naked M&M body. Because all they are is legs and naked, no clothing whatsoever. Maybe gloves, that's it. The M&M stood there nude, exposed, the talk of the playground. In our neighborhood for the whole following day. <laughs> yeah, sure. And the kids on the playground seemed to know oh, bullshit. that the television station might get sued, which is really not a bad fourth grade de- description of an FCC fine. All right, whatever. Anyway, she's real smart. She earned a Rhodes Scholarship and studied at Oxford, where she got but a master's. But nothing goes into that brain except, you know, what she's programmed to think is okay. Anything else is nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it doesn't matter how smart you are if your brain can't expand and allow for other opinions. Ladies, all I'm saying is, and this is not me mansplaining, but titty is beautiful. And don't be ashamed (laughs) of your titties. And when other women say titties are nasty, (laughs) you take pride in your titties. You show those titties, show them on television. Well, I disagree. My child saw Jan and Jackson's titty titties and now can't stop killing squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that M&M commercial and I wanted to fuck a candy bar. It drove me insane for years. Well, anyway, look, she had her point of view, but man, we anyway... Getting back to the Rolling Stone list. So one of the yeah. most embarrassing moments in rock, according to Rolling Stone, was the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake thing. And we just have made a very good argument that it wasn't embarrassing. It was devastating to us, especially the bottom line. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We <laughs> went from having right. like 60-something stations to 20 or something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and Richard couldn't hear us in Florida. Um, and we couldn't play uh, Pink Floyd's Money. Because I think they say bullshit. Uh, one of the most embarrassing moments in rock and roll, according to Rolling Stone magazine, the Monkees put out that movie Head. And I, I agree with this. I, I, the Monkees had a good career going. They were on TV. They were, you know, and, and they had other writers writing songs for them that were huge hits. And they were like, no, man, we've got to prove ourselves. We can't have other people write our songs. We're tired of making a million millions of dollars a day doing that and going on tour. We're gonna we're gonna put out our own experimental movie and album, and that was the end of the monkeys. I don't even remember that. I just remember that the monkeys were there and then they weren't. They also mentioned Prince changes his name to an unpronounceable glyph in 1993. That's that that was embarrassing. I you know I'm a big Prince guy. I love him. And I don't like to say anything bad about Prince, except for the night I went to see him and he wouldn't put the lights on, which really was really innovative. I got to tell you, a performer you go to see live and he won't turn the lights on the stage. Um, turn those lights off. Turn them off. I don't want to be looked at. I'm, no, you're a performer, genius. Um, 
And he was a genius. That's what the P stood for in Prince. Genius. And for, for, yeah. for genius? <laughs> That's right, Robin. <laughs> Think about it. What's a P upside down? A G. Genius. Uh, yeah. See what else they say. But yeah, I thought it was embarrassing. Like, it was like, you know what? And you know what? As they point and out, nobody here in this could article, pronounce it. Nobody knew what to call him. It was just crazy. And he was like, I'm a slave to the record company. And it was like, people like, you know what, dude? You know what? We've seen slaves. The, the, this doesn't look like slavery exactly. You know what I mean? And then the people didn't know what to call him. And then he'd go on shows and they referred to him as the artist formerly known as Prince. And then it says here, quote, the whole gambit confused his fans and did little to help with his flagging record sales. When his deal with Warner expired in 1996, he changed his name back quick to yeah. Prince. Yeah. Mm. That's good. This is a good one. Number 38. Roger Waters dares Pink Floyd to do it without him in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they did. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Here's a good one. Most embarrassing moment, number 36. David Geffen sues Neil Young for not sounding like Neil Young in 1993. <laughs> I remember that. They signed Neil Young and he complained about the album because he said, you don't sound like Neil Young. And he was like, what are you talking about? I am Neil Young. And you don't sound like Neil Young. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Number 34. Robin Thicke tries to win back his ex-wife with a terrible album in 2000. Yeah, he was coming off of the um, that big hit song of his, the one that sounded like Marvin Gaye. Yeah. And uh, um, I can't even remember the name of it. It's in my head. Everybody get up. That's when we first saw Emily Ratajkowski um, naked in Blurred Lines. Yeah, blurred Lines. Yeah, Blurred Lines, right. Dancing oh, my around. God. Whoa. What a video. I've watched that video 500 times. I've never beaten off to it, though. I don't beat off to music videos. Not, no? No. Music not in my house. Do it for you. No. I don't want to hear some guy <laughs> singing while I'm beating off. <laughs> I don't even like those uh, porn where you turn on and, like, the first two minutes are music. There's no, like, dialogue. <laughs> And right. you can't hear room sound. I like room sound when I beat off. I do. This was a good song. But anyway, I guess his wife left him because he was, I don't know, fucking around or something. Or he allegedly got caught, yeah. Got caught. And so he put out a whole album about how great his ex-wife is. And she was like calling bullshit on him. And fuck you, I'm still divorcing you. It was, uh, it should have chilled. He should have called me and asked advice. I don't even know about this. Number 33, Kiss tries to make a serious concept concept album in 1981. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No, I thought the most embarrassing moment was when they decided not to wear the makeup. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good. Put that shit back on, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's way yeah, more embarrassing. I miss that. Uh, we have a good idea. We'll take away the one thing that everybody <laughs> loves about us. Well, that's like the monkeys. Uh, uh, it says here, by the dawn of the 80s, Kiss were tired. <laughs> tired of what? Tired of being seen as a band for children or stunted adults. They had huge success in recent years with their disco song, I Was Made for Loving You. But there were also epic flops, like the TV movie Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. I'd watch that. Where's that? I never saw that. And you know, I see every movie. Kiss Meets Elvis, uh, Kiss Meets Frankenstein, the werewolf, <laughs> and, and whoever the Phantom of the Park is. 
and Abbott and Costello. Best movie ever is Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. Yeah. Those were good. I would watch Kiss Meets the Invisible Man. Somehow you missed it, though. Yeah. And blah, 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 Bob Erzin, the producer of their most beloved album, just helped Pink Floyd craft the wall. And I guess they got together with him and made an ambitious concept album. Years later, Gene Simmons said, we wanted a critical success and we lost our minds. <laughs> All right. See if there's any other. You interested in this list? I am. It's interesting, yeah, what they say. Yeah, here I'll, they say Van Halen hired the moments you forget. Number twenty eight, Van Halen hired the guy from Extreme to be their new singer in nineteen sixties, nineteen ninety six. Um yeah, losing Sammy was a major blunder. Sammy was gung ho, Sammy wrote great songs. I don't know what, what I would and love Sammy to know. Sammy wasn't wa didn't want to go anywhere. No, I don't know why Eddie Van Halen couldn't get along with Sammy. I never really understood that. You know, I just you know, I don't. Well, maybe you know, there maybe, were a lot of things in the way. Yeah. And number twenty-seven, Elvis Presley turns down a role in A Star Is Born in nineteen seventy-six. Yeah, that was a major blunder. Oh, here's number well, twenty-six. What? That, that I personally know about. The band Mountain, which I love, and you know I was friends with Leslie West. Mountain, um, didn't, their, their manager didn't put him in the Woodstock movie in 1969. Oh, That's that was right. They blunder. were at Woodstock. Yeah. They performed. Yeah. And everyone who was there became a mega super act. And they were at Woodstock, and the ma Leslie swears the manager said to them, you are not going to be in that movie, they're not paying enough money, blah, 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 blah. And Leslie swears he wanted to be in it. Mm. Yeah, but this says, Woodstock is the most famous festival in rock history. Acts like The Who, Santana, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and Joe Cocker benefited enormously by their association with it. Those performers all signed off on the contract to appear in the Woodstock movie, which was seen, of course, by a huge audience. And uh, Mississippi Queen Rockers Mountain, however, didn't agree to be in the movie, despite playing an explosive set on the second day yeah. of the festival. Sandwiched between Canned Heat and the Grateful Dead. Quote, I don't know what happened with my manager at the time. He probably didn't get enough money, Mountain frontman Leslie West said in 2015. Who knows? And who knows what could have happened to Mountain in the 70s and beyond had they been in that movie. Oh, God. Oh, because yeah. Mountain Mountain never had the huge success that these other bands did. And they were a kick-ass, killer fucking band. I mean, just enormous. Monsters of rock. Uh, and I, I, I think if they had, if we had seen that performance, it would have been a whole different thing. They'd be on tour right now. Here's one. D.D. Ramone quits the Ramones and makes a rap album. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's, there's a million of them. Anyway, yeah, give a plug to Rolling Stone in the list. I like it. I like their Twitter feed. Uh, this is, their this Twitter is feed? They're staying on Twitter? Yeah, I, I follow them on Twitter. That's how I saw the article. Ah. The Bee Gees and Peter Frampton make a film version of Sgt. Pepper's. Well, that was embarrassing. Ashley Simpson plays on Saturday Night Live and they catch her lip syncing. Yeah, that was uh, terrible. 
This one says it was embarrassing when the the Beatles, John Lennon said, were bigger than Jesus. I don't agree with that. No. One. That's one I want. No, because it was the truth. The Beatles were, for many of us young people, bigger than Jesus. But, bigger yeah, than I mean, any it religion. It caused them a lot of problems, but it wasn't embarrassing. No. It wasn't embarrassing to me. Uh, Did we ever for a moment say, oh, the Beatles aren't cool. We're not going to listen to them anymore. No. This is a great one. <laughs> the most embarrassing, one of the most embarrassing moments in rock and roll were when the guys in Creedence Clearwater Revival, who aren't John Fogarty, wanted to start writing songs in 1972. Oh, dear. <laughs> what a bunch of dummies. Ooh. says here, most rock bands would have been thrilled to have John Fogarty as a member. He's not only a stellar vocalist and guitar player, but he's a uniquely brilliant songwriter whose classics run into Proud Mary, Fortunate Son, Bad Moon Rising, Who'll Stop the Rain. But his bandmates, Doug Clifford, Stu Cook, and Tom Fogarty were resentful of the attention he generated uh. and that most people saw them as mere support musicians. Dude, I vey, what did you do? So I guess they complained. No more Cretans Clearwater. Yeah. Anyway, the tension caused Tom Fogarty to quit. Nice. Uh, next year, John Fogarty agreed to a Democratic album where Clifford and Cook would be allowed to write and sing their own songs. The result was, a, was the disastrous Mardi Gras when Rolling Stone writer John Landau described as the worst album I've ever heard from a major rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Mardi Gras. <laughs> uh yeah, this one said, Rolling Stone says Steve Van Zandt quits the E Street Band just before Born in the USA Tour, 1984. Uh, well, yeah, that was, people do this. <laughs> uh, that was not a good move. <laughs> and then they bring up the Billy. Well, anyway, there's a million of these. Billy Squire, yeah. they bring up and uh, what can you do? Poor what guy, did Billy you know? know? I, he's like, it's a rock video. I'll just do something crazy. Look, it was bad. <laughs> it was not a good video, but didn't think it through. Thought he was sexy. What are you going to do? Well, today he'd be applauded for it. It was the wrong right. timing, Billy. <laughs> That's it. Came out a little too early. People weren't so evolved. Wow. I was telling Gary in the commercial break, I have such morbid thoughts. Yesterday, I was consumed with the fact that the um, one of my one of my dear friends, uh, Ivan Reitman, is dead. The film, mm. the guy who put private parts together, who was the uh, exec producer on it and figured out a lot of the movie. I, I'm like, I, I was thinking about the movie Twins. It is a perfect movie. Twins. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Finds his long lost brother, Danny DeVito. Sounds ridiculous, but it turns out it was from a scientist put together DNA and Arnold was the good DNA and Danny DeVito was some shitty DNA left over. And you know, you think about that it was one of the best movies I ever saw. One of the funniest movies I ever saw. And to boot, it was kind of romantic. Remember Arnold falls in love with the hot chick and Danny DeVito yeah. gets a girl too. It just was great. Danny DeVito was great. Arnold was great. And and the, at the time, too, like Arnold in a comedy? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Okay, he got away with the action. But what do you mean? Ivan thought to put him in a comedy. I mean, it was a crazy idea. And I go, and here was the morbid thought. I'm sitting there going, and now Ivan's dead. He never got an Oscar. 
He wanted one. I know that because we used to talk yeah. privately about it. Yeah. He was even going to do a movie of his childhood to get himself an Oscar. And uh, he never got it. Uh, unfortunately, he, he never got that movie made. But, uh, you know, never got a, an award for twins. I don't know what got the Academy Award that year. But the guy should have gotten some sort of award for that. You know, and... And I go, and all that talent he had, like he made a comedy with Arnold Schwarzenegger, twins, not to mention Dave Meatballs. Forget those other ones. If he just made twins, what a great film and what a great filmmaker. And now he's dead. It's gone. That's it. Nobody gives a shit. The world goes on. That's it. And that was what I thought about all yesterday. And unfortunately, I did speak to my psychiatrist and he locked me up. Yep, that's right. I'm doing. I'm you're, doing this show from a. You're doing this from an institution. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Akram, Akram Mental Institution. I'm over here. If anyone wants to visit, visiting hours are at nine o'clock. So uh, yeah, the doors are open. Come visit. But um, yeah, morbid, morbid thoughts filling my mind yesterday. Well, you said you were going to talk to your your therapist about how to get out of the house. How's that going? Oh, not good. (laughs) (laughs) No. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. That I I haven't figured out. But I got to figure it out. Beth's not telling me I got to figure it out. Well, when are you going to figure it out? I mean, do you have a a game plan, a time frame? I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out by the time my daughter gets married because I got to go there and I, what am I going to do? Wear a mask? I got. I guess I'll just go and get COVID. Uh, you know, hope I come Howard, through. You okay. don't have to go and get COVID. You just have to go. By the yeah, way, did anybody but I will get, get, COVID. get COVID over Thanksgiving? Everybody group? I know, everyone I know has got COVID. <laughs> They're all running around. I was talking to a it. friend of mine who he was the one. He had the COVID. And he was at the Thanksgiving dinner. And oh, yeah. now he's praying that he didn't give it to everybody else. Oh, is that right? Oh, great. Yeah. He tested himself after Thanksgiving. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Robin's friend. After. <laughs> tested yourself after the thing. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm still testing anybody who comes into my house. We had a friend come over. She uh, She gave herself the test. Oh, Rain Man won the Oscar the year of Twins. Well, okay, oh, I can't argue with that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That was a tough year. I, I do believe that maybe the Oscars should have a Best Comedy Award, but now it doesn't Well, they matter. have expanded the categories a bit. I don't know that they've gone to a... Have they gone to a separate comedy category? I don't know, Robin. Oh. Hey, Arnold, I just want to tell you how great you are in Twins. I was thinking about it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it just depresses me because I miss Ivan Reitman, you know? And it yeah. reminds me that death is coming for us all. So much darkness. Why Why do anything at all? Uh, look at oh. me. I was a perfect specimen, Howard. Now I'm old and shriveling. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I was watching a video of you recently working out at uh, Gold's Gym, 
And I got to say, you were lifting some pretty impressive weights. I mean, I know no, you're not. Oh, no. I'm not even strong enough to defeat the Grim Reaper. My muscles will never have the power to stop the unrelenting march of time. You want to ah. know something, though, Arnold? Honestly, I think if anyone could beat up uh, Father Death or whatever they call him, I, I, I think you could. You know what I mean? Like maybe you will finally beat up death and, and yeah, and, yeah, great. That's an action movie that will never happen. I'm going to end up in the ground like everybody else. Would uh, you talk for a minute about the filming of Twins and how much you loved it and working with Danny and Ivan and uh, go ahead. Yeah, I bring of course. It, yes. well, you oh, thank know, you. doing yeah. that movie was an experience that will change my life forever. You know, originally it was it was just a. It was a drama, and they said that, hey, let's change it to make it funny, you know, and I said, wow, this is great, you know, Danny DeVito, he's a national treasure, and oh my God, you know. Oh, and what was, and what was funny about it, uh, Arnold, to me, was that, uh, you guys were the result of some dude coming, and they, they, they used centrifugal force, mixed up the semen, and uh, all the good semen went to the top, which was you, and you were smart and handsome and strong, and all the shitty semen went to the bottom, and that was Danny DeVito. Yeah, we're all the result of some dude coming, Howard. You know, I can barely <laughs> ejaculate anymore. I couldn't even cover <laughs> yeah. one of my eyes with my splooge. Oh, you my don't God. think like we don't the think you, if you and if now you my age is terminating me? <laughs> no, if you came if you came on, let's say my face or Robin's face, you don't even think you could cover our face with and your splooge? And I and I no, uh, <laughs> no nothing. Yeah. I used to be the sperminator. <laughs> I'm so All right, well, My biceps you. are sagging lower than Ronnie's balls. It's a travesty. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I don't want you to get depressed. Thank you. No. He's the most positive person we know. We can't we can't have Arnold on Twins. depressed. The movie Twins earned two hundred sixteen million dollars. That's amazing. And it was and it was made on an eighteen million dollar budget. That's oh, it. that's why Ivan was the king. Yeah, they was the greatest. Um, more than 47,000 people tested positive for COVID yesterday, and over 300 people died in the United yeah, States. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving is a super spreader event. Mm. So when am I getting out of the house? I don't know. Don't ask. <laughs> don't do come out on Thanksgiving. That's not the day. So here's a... Let me let me do this. This is weird. And this leads into a phony phone call. We all love phony phone calls. I am. You know, I love phony phone calls. But anyway, there's an app you can get called Nextdoor, which allows you to connect with your neighbors to share community updates. Personally, I would never subscribe what? to this. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want a community update unless I know the better. But uh, our own Fafa Fui, Gary Delabusho, uh-huh. he recently... Um, He's got this app. And Gary, if I'm saying this wrong, come on and tell me. He recently saw a disturbing post while browsing the app. I didn't even understand this. One of your neighbors on the app, like you have this app, right? Yeah, so mostly it, it, it tells you like about road closures and water main breaks and, you know, stuff oh, like that. But there's a cool. lot of people on there complaining about businesses and a lot of people selling things on there. So this woman, I noticed her post and it was so bizarre Basically, she said she had just gotten like some lobster bisque or something like that or some clam chowder. 
and she doesn't like the potatoes in there, so she scooped them all out. It seemed ashamed to throw them away. So if anybody in the neighborhood wanted these um, <laughs> potatoes, you could come and get them. That is not crazy. only is that that's an unhealthy think, for starters. Do you think that was real? I yes. mean, this one, yeah. Howard, you have to be on this site. You would not believe the shit that goes on in the site. What people try. So to the sell. woman orders. The, uh, let me make sure I got this straight. The woman orders clam chowder. And goes on this app and says, "Look, you guys are my neighbors. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pick out the the potatoes and the clam chowder. I don't enjoy that. If anybody wants to could drop by and just grab these potatoes, these. <laughs> You're welcome. You are 100 percent correct, Howard. Wow, wow. Yeah, I guess the the app is good for this. If you see somebody suspicious in your neighborhood, they they post. Well, people. that's the other thing. Everybody of color is suspicious in the, in neighborhoods. You know what I mean? I saw a guy. Every everybody thinks everybody's trying to steal from them. So right. the, the you can't you can't even tell what's real because it's a lot of old people who see suspicious shit all day long. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. And that makes you paranoid and crazy. Or it just uh, makes it all yeah, white yeah, noise. Yeah. Right. Why, heavy on the white. Oh, yeah. Um, What's this? She posted a picture of the potatoes, too? Yeah. Well, if you're going to sell it, you got to show it, right? She wasn't selling <laughs> them, Robert. She was giving them oh, away. Oh, that's she, right. It, she was giving them away. It was Are a you, shame to waste them. Were you tempted to like go over and just get the potatoes to see what was doing? No, no. I immediately got it to our writers, and I said, there's got to be something here. <laughs> Have you ever been like reported on the site for being suspicious? Because you do look suspicious. I don't know. I mean, maybe you know. I could. It could. It could be. Yeah, I've seen a lot of white people report Gary as suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, there's a lot Can, of like. Is I, Gary technically white if he doesn't look white to anybody? <laughs> according, Gary has never gone to air, an airport and not have to be frisked by security for looking "quote unquote" either Middle Eastern or where? Where do people think you're from? Like I, t I said the other day to 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 my family, we were at dinner, and I said there is not an ethnicity that I have not been mistaken for. And Lucas goes Swedish. No one's ever thought you were. Swedish. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, but I've been uh, Jewish, Middle Eastern, Hispanic, Central American. You name it, they think I'm it. Yeah, the best story is when Gary, you, uh, remember years ago, you should tell it, Gary, when the miners um, were trapped. Oh, the Chilean miners. Was that? Chilean it was miners. Chilean miners. So it was a Today Show, and I had my book out, and uh, we were on together, and I was wearing a black suit with a, with a, a blue shirt. Now, mind you, the Chilean miner, I, I looked at the picture recently is a good six inches shorter than me. Right. And so the woman that was going to interview him came up to me and she just started, uh, I think her name was Natalie Morales. She started speaking Spanish. I'm like, I don't speak Spanish. And she goes, oh, sorry. And I looked and like five feet behind me was the minor. <laughs> but Howard, I'll tell you the other, the other thing that you uh, really look like I, a Chilean minor. I would love to send you over to Chile. No, it, I'll pay just to watch you walk over to a mine and start digging. I, I know. The other thing that Rasan and I talk about on the wrap-up show all the time, that it's a story that I can't get over, but I got into like a fender bender with a guy in the city, and the guy got out of his car. It was no big deal. We didn't even exchange information, but the guy got out of the car, and he started yelling at me, and he just goes, you greasy motherfuckers are all the same. And he got in his car, and he left. Right. And I go, I wonder which greasy motherfucker which greasy you think motherfucker I am. am I? Yeah. You should have asked for more, more descriptive uh, language from the guy. Please be specific. Um, anyway, so Gary, it's unbelievable. 
It says, uh, I bought a delicious container of Manhattan clam chowder, but I can't eat the potatoes. So before heating up the soup, I removed them. They would make a tasty snack. If someone's local and passing by, you might want to grab them. Well, that's awfully neighbor neighborly. But then he, anyway, we were all talking about this. Richard and Sal got curious. And the question was asked, would Swap Shop, the radio show we call all the time, would they let us sell leftover food or used household items? Which is an interesting question, I thought. And now we'll find out. And uh, here are the guys fucking around on Swap Shop, putting up weird shit to sell and seeing what happens with the leftovers. Welcome into the Swap Shop. You're on the air. Yes, hello. Yes, yes. My wife, Ethel, and I, we ordered a meat lover's pizza for lunch. Mm-hmm. But we hate that pepperoni. It's too spicy. Okay. So we're picking it off the pizza, and we're putting it in uh, sandwich bags for sale on the swap shop. Okay. The pepperoni's picked off the meat lover's pizza. You've put those in sandwich bags. Yep. And you're putting them up for sale. God bless you, Ethel. And stop sneezing on the pizza. Oh, little snot never hurt anybody. Anyway, we're asking $2. All right, $2 each bag. Yeah. Okay. It's just a shame to waste it. Yes. I think it's very important for us to make sure that we don't waste food or anything else. Fella, you want a bag of pepperoni? I'll only charge you a buck ninety-nine. I know I've already had my lunch, but thank you. You're welcome, and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your hey, call. Hand me another slice, will you please? All right. We have sandwich bags of pepperoni picked off of a pizza. $2 each bag, if you're interested. And we are going to move on to our next call right now. Welcome into the Swap Shop. You are on the air. Yeah, hi. My name's Rusty. i got to tell you, boy, my mouth is watering from the sound of that pepperoni that Fred was selling. All right. I don't have much money, but I'd be willing to trade some beans that I took out of my minestrone soup for a bag of pepperoni. Oh, you would? Yeah, I figure they're worth about a penny a bean. A penny a bean? So $2 a bag for the pepperoni. I'll need about 200 beans. Do you mind if I count real quick and make sure I have enough beans for the trade? Oh, yeah, go ahead. One bean. Okay. Two beans. All right. Three beans. There, I need to answer this line right here. Welcome into the swap shop. Good morning. You are on the air. Yeah, hello. Yeah, this is Fred again. Uh, Tell that fella he can keep his darn beans. Pepperoni is a high-quality item, and I'm not trading them for any beans. No deal. Okay, uh, we got. Uh, let's go ahead and get another call in. Welcome into the swap shop. You're on the air. Hey, it's Rusty again. Oh, man, I really, really wanted that pepperoni. All right, well, let's uh, leave it at that. Let's go ahead and get right back to our calls right now. Good morning. You're on the air. Hey, listen, it's Fred again. We're okay. going to settle this right now. Okay. You there, fella? Yeah, I'm here. So, Fred, uh, just so we can get this done, how about a roll of half-used toilet paper I got? Oh, it's one side's dirty, but the other side's not Are used. you out of your mind? Are you telling me to use toilet paper with feces on it? I'd rather use leaves. No deal. I'm keeping the pepperoni. All mm. right. All right. Well, fine offer. It doesn't use rubber. Uh-oh. You just turn them inside out. Huh? Hey. Um, okay, well, that's... Now uh, you're talking. All right, I can use some good rubber. Hey. Uh, we're going to get some rubber for oh, the pepperoni. Goodness. All right, well... Gosh, I have to deal with some really, really, really <laughs> ignorant people out there. <laughs> Me too. Why don't you come up here to the radio station? We'll talk about it. Uh-oh. I'm not going oh, to get into any kind of confrontation, but if he wants to come up here and talk, we can come up here and talk. Thanks for listening to the Swap Shop. Hey, hey.
It doesn't have to resort to violence. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is, there's the answer. They do allow things like pepperoni off a of pizza or, in this case, uh, you know, potatoes from some clam chowder. There you go. Yeah. Didn't know anything. that you could sell that stuff. Mm. Me neither. I never thought I about it. I wonder if that woman had any takers. Did somebody come pick up the potato? Sure. I'm sure <laughs> they did. I'm looking at the picture of them. They look delicious. Doesn't look gross at all. Uh, listen, a whole bunch of people wrote me about uh, my weight loss dilemma. I said I got to mm. lose about seven pounds. I did get on the scale this morning. I'm down one pound, so I got six more to go. Oh, so you you must um, have found the right track. Who knows? I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, And people write in with their suggestions. Don't worry about weights. Body weight, body weight exercises where you can gain strength. Uh, when it comes to your diet, a balanced diet is key. You should snack more during the day. Everybody's an expert on losing weight. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, who Why knows? are they bothering with you? You don't seem to have much of a weight problem. Go, there's some real problems. They should be calling those people. Here's one you'll like, Robin. Howard, you should definitely take a page out of Robin's book and try a 10-day fast. You'll lose weight and feel great. No. Well, I know he would feel good, but he doesn't no, want to feel good. I don't want to feel good. Not like that. I want to eat. You know how sometimes you get those ads and they say, would you like this special offer or would you rather not get the results quickly? You know who came out against your uh, fasting diet? Uh, Wendy, who? the slow adult. She's not into oh, it. Oh, well, she's not a faster. That is for sure. Yeah, Wolfie asked her what she thought of it, and then she had a whole opinion. Wendy, Robin did not consult a doctor before going on this 10-day fast. What do you think of that? Not good. She should have went to see a doctor before she started it. What do you think happens to the human body if it doesn't get food for 10 days? Well, not function. She will not be able to move or do anything. Can you go 10 minutes without eating? Hell no. Robin said that because she didn't eat for 10 days, the first time she shit, mucus came out. What does that mean? That's not good. That's not good. Do you think that that's unhealthy if slime is coming out of your ass? Yes. It's not healthy, Robin. Uh, that's not good. That gooey shit's coming out of your ass. You need to start eating, Robin. <laughs> yeah, Robin. Oh, I'm getting Listen to Wendy. Wendy. Wendy, the slow adult. Hey, oh, hey, shout out to Wolfie. Boy, did he get fan mail. Um, the audience loved his dark side of the buffet package yesterday. Uh, fans are commending him for his bravery going into that oh. bathroom. And yeah, if Wolfie doesn't get a raise after sitting in a buffet bathroom for two <laughs> hours, I don't know what else would do the trick. Now, that's a dedicated man. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, no bullshit. I had to mute my volume once you went into the shitting and farting noises. So fucking gross. How did Wolfie not vomit right then and there? Good question. It sounded horrible in there. All he's that shitting. from all of the stuff he's covered. The fisting, you know, uh, going to Bigfoot's bathroom. All of those things have hardened him. I guess you're right. Wolfie should receive some sort of honorary medal in recognition of his ability to document in the most disgusting of places like a buffet bathroom. Yeah, the guys put together Wing a dance bowl. song. <laughs> the, the guy, yeah, the guys put together a dance song remix of some of the craziest moments from uh, 
yesterday's report on the buffet. Okay. And, and it's kind of a catchy. Describe the items on your plate. Plate, plate, plate. Saturday bacon, waffles, sausage, mushroom, fresh tomatoes, tomato, tomato, waffle, pancake, there it is. Somebody nice. pooped on the floor. Somebody pooped on the floor. Somebody pooped on the floor. Somebody wow. pooped on the floor. Somebody pooped on the floor. Brings back memories from yesterday, doesn't it? All the clubs should be picking up on that. Great dance tune. Speaking of dieting, I you know I was complimenting Benji the other day on his weight loss. He he claims he put back twenty pounds already. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. He was looking so good. Yeah, he put on twenty more pounds. When was the last time we talked to him? How could he have done that so fast? I don't know. Like we we literally talked to him right before Thanksgiving. I thought put on twenty pounds. Is that right, Benji? Do I have that correct? That you put on twenty pounds in that short amount of time? Yeah. Um, wow. Well, no, it's been over the last, <clears throat> sorry, it's been over the last, oh, wait a second, I have to throw up. <laughs> no, now it's only 15 pounds, sorry. Right. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I, but I know it's, it's no like mystery. I've, uh, I, I stuff like that's my um. food is my drug and I got, I was in control of that habit enough to lose the weight and I've mm -hmm. lost control and I'm trying to get back control. Benji's a weirdo. Was there an incident that uh, caused you to lose control? Uh, I, it's oh, a boy, daily. here we go. <laughs> I guess I went down a wrong... <laughs> yeah, I see wrong, his wheels turning. Turn. No, no, I see. Uh, he's, he's thinking. All right. I mean, you got to eat a lot to gain 20 pounds that quickly. So he's when he says he's stuffing, I've seen him do it because he used to sit in the studio with me, and I've, I've seen him... Like eat entire heads of lettuce, and then like open up a can of beans and like drink it beans, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, and he, and he would say like, "Man, I'm eating healthy. I don't understand why I'm gaining weight." I go, "Yeah, but you're eating tremendous amounts of quote unquote healthy food." No, I I know. I know it's total calories, and I get the people at the buffet because I'll I'll feel like in pain. I'll feel like shit, like because my mm. stomach is so full. But I'll keep wanting that stuffing to to, mm. to push it in. Yeah, you're gross. But these anyway, things are usually uh, triggered by stress of some sort. That's all I was trying to get to. Is oh, for sure. Stressing yeah. out Benji. I went on Facebook the other night, and I was laughing, I got to admit. But I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with Benji? I do love the guy. How long are we working together, Benji? You've been working with me how 20 long? 20 plus. 20, 20 like, plus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they should give him, a, you know, a medal or something. But... 20 plus. I eat it. <laughs> but, uh, and Benji's a funny dude and everything. I love him, but I don't, I really, I, I, I read Benji's Facebook post and I said to my wife, like, I don't, and I read it to her and she goes, is he for real or is he doing it to be funny? I go, I swear to you, I work with the guy over 20 years and I don't know. It's what uh, did he crazy. Write? This is what he wrote. I mean, it's sort of weird. If you're having a dinner, if you're having a dinner party tonight in the New York City area, I'd appreciate if you'd invite me, especially interested in one that is likely to have group slash around the table, intellectual, funny, 
rollicking conversations interspersed with and even about serious topics. I would prefer this over a small talk party where there are too many one-on-one conversations going on and it's too loud of a cacophony and it hurts your throat to talk loud enough. So a cool dinner party, old-fashioned kind, like in the movies with cool, interesting people and a room with good acoustics. Also, please let me know if it's okay if Chicken, my dog, comes too, but cool if it's a humans-only party. And I would love a vegan, but okay if not. And 100% don't expect this, but if you have calories for different dishes you're serving, that would be amazing. Oh, my God. Thank you, Benji. That is so ridiculous, Benji. You don't want to be invited. But you want to know something? Like, he put it out there, and then he did get invited to a party, and then I saw a ton of pictures from the party. Uh-huh. And, but would you answer me seriously just for once, or do you want to be Andy Kaufman and, and like, kind of keep up your persona? Just uh- let me know. Sure, I'll answer you seriously. Okay. What's going on with that? I mean, you're comfortable going into somebody's apartment that you don't know and like, I don't know. What's going on? I don't even know what to think. It's crazy. And you're not doing it for the radio show. I know that. This was your private Facebook. Yeah. I I knew. I think, and honestly, I think I'm going to unfollow you. Because if I'm getting sucked <laughs> it into some... It disturbs you. It disturbs Yeah. <laughs> it does. It disturbs me. Well, I originally um, started following Benji on Facebook because he had the hot girlfriend. And I liked looking at pictures of her. But once she the hot girlfriend's them, going, uh, gone, what are you doing? I, I'm <laughs> stuck with there. Benji. I'm following him. And, and then I, like, I read this stuff and I really go crazy because I, to the point that I said to my wife, I, I know... He's doing this, but, but like, if he's doing it as a bit, he could be doing bits for my radio show and get paid. So I, and I don't understand. I really don't get you. Well, I, I, I recently, uh, broke up with a girl. I actually put her pictures up right before that. And oh, I saw her. She was cute too. She's very cute. And, uh, yeah. I, I felt bad that i'd never put her picture up because i was worried about her getting shit and everything ah. but uh for dating me um well that you can count on <laughs> <laughs> you saved her so, <laughs> yeah there well, isn't I, a person that follows benji on facebook then say what's wrong with that girl she's really cute what is she doing with him well we broke up uh-huh. and i felt i felt really bad so i was like i, I should put her pictures up because she felt bad i never put her pictures up and and right. she's like but really what's that got to do with what i'm asking you well, I was feeling, I was feeling lonely and uh-huh. I, so it was sincere. Like I do want to be invited to dinner parties and I know the way I, I, but how uh, many dinner parties do you go to where the people bring their pets? I mean, and you want a calorie listing of all of the calories. I mean, it's just that was fucking like, no, no, no. I know. So is it, was, it real? Uh, Are you for real or is it a bit it's real that? Yes. I would okay. love to be. That's what I wanted to, to know. But like, yeah, I know it's kind of, I, I know I put it in. in Why'd you in break a, up with that girlfriend? She's so cute. <sighs> she is really cute. It just, I, I really want to get married. She really wants to get married. There and, you go. Uh, they well, just that go- to each other, Howard. <laughs> oh, what? And no good? She's not wife material? No, no. She's totally wife material. So it just. It what happened? Oh, what was wrong? Uh. I don't know. It just didn't work out. It didn't you really don't out. know? I, or is it another case of you just like, you know, 
backing out, you get nervous. I she's still like she's uh she's pursuing acting and uh which I, she's yeah. actually a great actress. She's like really really I've seen like clips of her and mm-hmm. she's pursuing that and like I don't know if like we're like I want us to like have kids uh, and I just time's up. I I'm done. All right. I'm done. All right. I don't care. Whatever. I mean I do care. I mean I do care about you but the conversation gets tedious. Really? Well, apparently no. he wants her to quit her career and be <laughs> no, a no, wife no, I and don't. Mother. I don't. See, that's the problem, Robin. You listen yeah, to him, wrong. and then you have to you speculate. Listen. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you don't even. It's like you can't even figure out what he's saying, and then you got to. And that, now you say that, and then it turns into something else. I just <laughs> want a quick answer, like, "Hey, I what went wrong? You know what, man? I got cold feet. Uh, I don't I, she want her to she wants to work. I don't want her. No, it's something. A really hard. No, no, no. I just don't know if I could." help her get to that dream of becoming an actress and support her while she's well, why do you have that? to do that oh i see well, you're you get afraid married and have kids and stuff so you're afraid you can't support her financially if she wants to be a struggling actress and live in new york and have kids right and go to dinner parties all that stuff yeah oh yeah well that's legit i know what he makes he can't support anybody <laughs> You know, Benji can't support anybody. What do you say? I'm kidding him. I'm joking with him. Benji's Benji's a good dude. Well, yeah, go ahead, JD. Maybe you got to He does seem very lonely because there are Twitter. There's a thing on Twitter where you can like pop up and start having conversations with other Twitter people. So all of a sudden, I'll see a tweet come up, and it's a it's a Benji starting this. It's called Twitter Spaces, and he'll start a space and he'll say. Help me stop eating for night and going into eating frenzy binge. <laughs> and then there's another one where it's like, uh, please help me figure out something with my headphones. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then another one, talk to me while I do some things around the apartment. And I like, wow. I listened to one and some guy was like talking to Benji about like going to a, some concert, a Billie Eilish concert. <laughs> it's just like random. I don't know. Benji, I see. either Benji's lonely. What are you going just, for? What is he going for, JD? Because I can't ask him. What do you? You know, think? I, I don't know. I think Benji. He's has said before he likes talking to people, and he likes you know. So I think. Yeah, but why a not get a that. group of friends that you really that yeah, like how real about friends? Friends, yeah. That's, who uh, that, you can talk yeah, to. Yeah, like when I feel like talking to someone, I call like my my buddy Doctor Lou. Like I know him since fourth grade. Like like why can, why does he not have a real relationship, JD? I I, you know, I don't know. Excuse I me, have, uh, Benji. Excuse I'm me. Sorry. I'm asking JD. <laughs> we'll talk no, just, about I you. Be- <laughs> I get better answers for a minute. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say this. I've known Benji for 20 years, and I don't know if I've ever met the real Benji. I think I've seen mm. glimpses of him, but I don't think I've spent, you know, I don't know. There's always seems to be something behind. I love Benji. Benji, I love you. But there just always seems to be something going on, like he's working something in his head or something. You know, I don't mm. know. But, uh, yeah. yeah. He should be more like me and have nothing in his head. Then he'd be safe. <laughs> He's always working at something in his head. I imagine, first of all, going to a dinner party at total strangers' houses. You know, that's what I mean. Popping in. Yeah. And you have no idea where you're going, who you're be- going to be with. I don't understand that at all. That's dangerous. Then this Twitter thing. <laughs> exactly. Is exactly. just stupid, right? You know, because <laughs> it's a waste of time out there. Wait a second, it's a wait waste. A second. Wait, wait it's a, a waste of time. Oh, okay. And I was saying all this to my wife, and my wife goes, "You know what? 
Benji looks cute in his picture. She always thinks he looks cute. So I there you really go. Appreciate that. But yeah. like, if for for stopping eating. First of all, I love talking to people. Uh, I do. On. And this is for stop. No, yeah, no, no. Come on. For I, I stopping. Don't, I don't care. Daniel, go ahead. You're on in Texas. Hey, Tower. How are you doing? Hey, so hey. Benji with Twitter and stuff, it's complete nonsense. It doesn't make any sense at all. And JD will agree with me. I, I would sit there for 30 minutes listening, and I was in a vortex of nothingness. Complete <laughs> nonsense <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, Benji like barely even talk sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. It's weird. And he was talking to He's some a good girl listener. yes the other day. He was talking to some girl the other day, and it was complete nonsense. I, I don't. I don't. I don't understand it whatsoever. What's the word? Yeah, I, I know. I know. It's weird. I, I, I'm sorry. I even went down this road. Yes, Debbie. Debbie in New York. Hi, Howard. Um, Hi. I had um, sold Denti his dog chicken back in the day, and just wanted to comment might be a little bit off topic but just to show a little bit of his strangeness he actually never fully paid me for his dog <laughs> i wait, wait wait a second i want to talk about that first first of all so if you want to i've gone first of all i didn't buy did first of all I purchase, why did you buy a dog why didn't you I go to a shelter I, I that's not true i did not did i debbie oh. did i buy a chicken which i i love chicken you, you do love chicken, chicken. Yes. i know that yeah his dog's name is chicken he loves him. but what what debbie so you said Oh, there's chicken. Hey, chicken. Yes. Um, Debbie, you sold Benji his dog, and what was the price of the dog? Yes, no, wait, actually, ask her if I, she sold me the dog, a chicken. Well, hold on a second. I'm, I feel like Judge Judy. You be quiet while I talk to while I interview That's Debbie. Right. One at a time, <laughs> right. and Judge yeah. Judy's in charge. Right. I'll <laughs> chicken testify. Uh, Debbie, what's your story? You saw, how much did he pay for the dog? So what happened, Howard? I don't know the exact price because it was quite a few years ago, but it was over $2,000, I believe, uh, or somewhere in that ballpark. When he called to inquire, I I'm a huge fan of the show, and I recognized his voice immediately. That's I not true. It's very, wait, it's very Debbie, true. you're, you're absolutely lying. Wait, wait, Debbie, <laughs> you talk to me I don't and even recognize know why my this voice. Would be a funny story. Why would it be a funny story for me to make up? It's not, it's not even that. All right. Well, well, am I going to be allowed to to to, to uh, rebut? Yes, but let Debbie finish. And, and, and cross how can you rebut? You you you, you interrupt every third, third I word. I want to cross. You're not, I want to cross. You're not, uh, you'll, you're not you'll cross in a minute. <laughs> I just wanted to. So so you said to Benji two grand, and how much did he give you? Yeah, he asked if he could pay a little bit up front and then pay a little bit at a, at a time, and I agreed this to is it such because a I was lie. a huge fan of the show. This was during the Elisa Jordana years. He was with okay. her. She came in with him. He was purchasing the puppy, I think, for her. Or she was maybe purchasing the dog, I think. It didn't have the means. And he asked if he could make me payments. And he made some That's of them. That's a never... fucking lie. All right, Benji, okay, what's your story? Was Did you buy the dog from a woman named Debbie? Absolutely not. Elisa and I... He bought the dog from my actual business. I'm the owner of the business. It's no, no, no. I, can I, can I say what happened? Yeah, go ahead. Comment okay. because I know Howard stands on selling an animal, so I was always afraid to call in for the reputation of my business. Okay. But it's just right. too tempting. Okay, okay. Elisa and I were walking down, uh, I think it's Columbus Avenue, and your business is on 87th and Columbus. We were walking down Columbus, and uh, there's really cute, beautiful puppies in the window, just like fucking gorgeous puppies. All right, yes. And, and uh, Elisa's like, "Oh, let's go look at them." I was like, "Yeah, All right. we're not, we're not getting a, we're not getting a dog. We're absolutely not." She had 
Kermit at the time. And I was like, all right, we'll, all right. Don't give me the whole fucking history. Just tell me what right. happened with regards I to buying the dog. I never talked to Debbie about buying the dog. All right. All I, right. Elisa no. made arrangements with, with Debbie to buy that. Is that true? You're saying you recognize my voice. Is that true, Debbie? I, Did I, you talk I, to Not me? only that, I have, I have voicemails that I saved from you. I absolutely okay. spoke to Debbie, you. Debbie, after, after Elisa and I broke up, Benji, I swear to you, I, I don't, don't know care. How you walk into a store that sells puppies and you don't buy a puppy. I, and by the I way, did. don't yell holding the dog. The dog's getting upset. I You're know. upsetting the dog. Oh, what a cutie. Poor chicken. Come on. Poor She's chicken. So sweet. I've, chicken, okay. chicken. Blink twice if you want out of Benji's Alisa. apartment. I'll get you. <laughs> he just blinked. I swear to God. One. I swear <laughs> to God. I was nothing to do with okay, it. Okay, all right. Then, so, then, okay. No, 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 Benji, no, 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 no. Benji, Benji, no, Benji, you win the argument. And Benji, you win the argument. I don't care. I don't care. Debbie's not looking for any more money. Debbie, do you want any money? How many times did I go to your store? Excuse me. Benji, Benji. Debbie, do you want any money out of this? No, I was actually just happy to have him as a customer because I'm a fan. Okay, but good. I All right. You're, 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 it's fine. It's fine. All Play right. the first one. Don't say, Debbie, get in touch with me and let me know how much is left. Because even though I didn't fucking buy the dog, I took responsibility. Right, the dog's getting a uh, Stop yelling. Yeah, it's not the money. It's just it's funny that you would be a Sort of All right, I understand. Benji stole the dog. Real. It's fine. No, he doesn't care. <laughs> we get it. I've gone so many times. Right, we got it. We got it. We got it. So call her up off the air, Benji. Here, I have it. I've Judge Judy's here. He has voicemails of me doing that. All right. Yeah, so, so Debbie, answer Benji's call. Let him pay for the rest of the dog. And uh, <laughs> that's my decision, okay? All right. How much does he owe you? In your... like he only owns part of chicken. <laughs> or Benji, maybe since you know where the store is, go into the store and just hand I've them done the money. That. Howard, I do okay. that several times a year. Chicken six. I've done that for the last since since Elise and I broke up. For You've the been last paying five off years. the dog for six years. No, I've been going to the store and saying, "Look, I've given her her money. How much is left?" And they're like, "We'll get in charge." Debbie's. You, you don't uh, know how much here. you paid. You don't know how much you paid. I have no idea how much has okay. been paid. Okay. All right. I, so, Debbie, I, give him an accounting of how much, and that's. Uh, but, but I also want that, receipts uh, yeah. of right. my checks. Yeah. That, okay. That okay. okay. You will get that. Right. All right. Thank right. you, right. Debbie. Right. If uh, you get one more customer like him, you'll be out of business. Good luck. <laughs> Thank, you. Uh, Thank you. Holy oh fucking mackerel! On the phone now is Benji's dog Chicken. But Benji's dog <laughs> bark once if you want the fuck away from him. Tell me, do you want, bark once for yes, twice for no. Do you want me to come today and get you out of that apartment? <laughs> Is Benji annoying the shit out of you? <laughs> On a scale of one to five, barks, how annoying is Benji? That was four. 
That's right, four. Now I count nine. So on a scale of one to five, he's a nine. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, that's Benji's dog, Chicken. Uh, Howard, you, you, yeah. you, you make I understand. Like I'm crazy. I'm not. I'm, no, no. It's, 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 you're not crazy. I'm, you know what, Benji? Not, you're not crazy. I'm crazy, no, no. okay? If you're accused of something and you don't have a chance to respond, you know sounds how to me, crazy here's, can I say something? that would make I, you. It sounds to me how easily you could solve all of this. I've done what you've said. I, okay. I've gone to the store repeatedly for the last five years. Uh, all right, so, so there you go. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Listen, you just, why I'm, ridiculous, look, I'm trying to get an accounting. I, I've left messages if for you it. don't I give me accounting by this time, we're going to consider this a closed case. That's happened for five years, Robin. Okay, but Robin and Benji. Robin, Robin and Benji, listen to me, please. <laughs> Benji... Robin needs our health, and you need to go to a random dinner party and tell everybody this story. All right, the court is out of uh, the court is out of order. That's it. You're out of order. The court's out of order. Robin's out of order. The dog is weight? out of order. Can I ask no. you a question about your no, weight loss? No, I got to. I got to get out of this, bro. I got to get out of this. I got. Can I, I got ask you just one question about your Mary weight loss? Marianne from Brooklyn, you're on the air. <laughs> Benji, I love you. I, I mean it. But Howard, I think this whole life, this whole Howard persona, he's doing his shtick. And at the I end don't of the believe Howard that. Rainbow, I... We're going to find out that he's been pulling our, our leg on every dog, every payment, every single dinner party. I believe that this is like a Marianne, whole... that would be impossible. In other words, I follow him. And I know stuff about him off the air. I've seen him walking around Manhattan. If this is a shtick, it's the most elaborate shtick I've ever seen. Because I, mean, I think he's pulling off the most elaborate shtick in the world, Howard. And I believe that because I follow him, too. And what about his right. journey walking in a marathon? And, uh, okay, you know, exactly. I, I got to get out of this. Thank oh, Marianne. Wait, I love you. Howard, thank you. Just, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. Howard, let me just say about the woman. She said she didn't want the payment. So let's clear that up. That woman said she didn't want the payment. And can I just say one thing about cancer? Not that I would ever dismiss anybody's cancer journey, but I know a young girl, Howard, that became a pen pal of mine through the show that has a cancer journey, who's seven years old and has been doing chemo uh, for four years that's now. That's the Howard. worst. So the worst. That's the worst. That's that the worst. is. Not to dismiss anybody. And Benji, right. keep on spitting, Benji! Keep on spitting! Oh, my God. Huh? All right, Benji, thank you. I see I've run out of time. It was a fascinating conversation. I wish we could keep going and going and going. And it was I, nice I, to check in with Benji. I'm glad we're leaving. That's right. Thank you, Benji. All right. We don't need bean songs right now. Right, Benji? Right. Uh, have a good weekend. Does and he listen. have trouble leaving the dinner parties when he goes? Or He's the last one to go. the appropriate time. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah, I do have trouble. Because I like, yeah. when I'm somewhere, I like being there. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> Can you imagine the poor people who invite him over and then they can't get him out the door? No, they had a great time. All right, enough of that. Uh, good luck with the weight loss. Keep it up, pal. Listen, you look good. If you, uh, you yeah, put get back the back 20. on that track. Get on track, okay? That's my final words. Do you actually think you need to lose weight, or are you just doing it for the to fit in the tugs? 
fitness. Well, no, I need to lose. I, I got a bit of a belly. All right. Good talking to you. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's my man, Benji. Been with me 20 plus, and let's toast to another 20, Benji. There you go. There you go. By the way, um, I John- want you to go on Twitter to that, whatever that, that site is that he creates and have a conversation no. with him. <laughs> Not me, you. Uh, John Lieberman, by the way, uh, the great John Lieberman will be conducting yes. a full investigation on Benji's dog on his show, A Hard Look. Oh, wonderful. That, wonderful. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. on Howard 101. Full investigative uh, journalism on the subject. Get to the, the bottom subject. of that, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John used to cover real stories. Now he's covering Benji. That's, uh, <laughs> Benji and chicken. Benji and chicken. Well, that was a fun show, huh? Wow. Oh, well, listen, all good things must come to an end. I just want to say, uh, Robin, thank you. Thank you, everyone. And uh, that's that.